morning sickness. It's 545. My name's John. There's Brady Brett. Big Dick Toledo. We're ready to go uh, for yet another week. Although, you may, I, I may need a wheelchair. I have done something just ridiculously stupid, and uh, I'm in agony. I thought it was just a good workout. I woke up this morning, and I'm like, what have I done? Uh, I haven't been able to work my legs for a long time because of the surgeries and all the fun. So I'm like, I'm going to jump back in. You got the green light. I've had the green light. I just haven't gotten around to it. Not like this. Not like, all right, let's get serious about this. Get back to what you used to do. Hopped on this. uh, This jump rope is like the greatest workout ever. You don't have to do any lifting. You just have to be start getting good at jump rope. There's little kickouts and side to sides and all this stuff. I figured I'd hop on this uh, old boxing website I knew. Let's get this together, son. And it's 10 three-minute rounds of uh, jump rope, different types of ways of doing it. Nothing to it. It's going to kick me, but I uh-uh. had no idea how bad a shape my legs are in. This is awful. So uh, between uh, breaks, I'm going to need Brett. You take the right one. Brett, right. you take the left, and we're going to rub these down. And uh, a lot today. I mean, a lot, because I can't walk. Like, it's a struggle. This is awful. Working out sucks. Brady's got the right idea. I worry about the uh, cramping. <laughs> cramping? I wish I'd cramp. That would feel a thousand times better. You know that feeling? You'll know, Brett. When you drink in the middle of the night and your legs just go, I'm going to wake him up with the worst cramp he's ever oh, had yeah, ever yeah. of all time. Uh, that's what it feels like pretty much all the time. Got the Charlie Horse I bell. The, yeah, and it won't stop. Like, my toes are curled up like the Wicked Witch under the house right now. I, this is <laughs> awful. So, if you hear an occasional, <laughs> it's because I tried to move. And, uh, yeah, I, I got to go back to former Chicago Cub great Rick Russell's thing. Get fat. You've never heard one guy ever miss a game in baseball because he pulled his fat. And he's right. If you don't have muscles, you can't hurt them. Why do I do this? I look around. I don't see anybody else doing this. It's stupid. Uh, but I, I can't stop. Jumping rope. I was so happy yesterday. Bouncing around. Guy's like, okay, kickouts. I'm like, I can do kickouts. That's easy. Kickouts. Side to side. You know, the twist, three minutes are up. I'm like, I'm killing this. This is easy. Fifth, sixth round, I'm like, I'm a little tired. I'm winded. But I'll be okay. Uh-uh. Now I can't walk. I need to be carted around. The whole point of working out is so you don't break down. And that's all it does to me. I got to try the other method. Just eating and Just keep doing it, man. Over, lifestyle. Two weeks from now, you'll be gold. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not in the hospital. <laughs> and the whole time I'm watching the news... And uh, seeing that horrible story that happened at Lake Pleasant, that lady was just water skiing. Boat prop chopped her leg off, and she died. It's, it's horrifying. I, I can't like, and that's the kind of stuff where people are like, "What do you work out?" I'm like, "Why do you water ski?" Like those are the I've never my uh, a friend of my dad's fell off at Bartlett Lake, his water ski, and the and the, going fast enough it broke his leg, opened it up too, bones sticking out, all that stuff, opened it right up. And, uh, you know, mid-30s guys. Like, I'm all right. I just broke my leg. And he's sitting in the water. They finally get him out of the water. They get him back to the hospital. Like, the water's so dirty. Uh, it's in the bones and stuff where it's, like, wildly infected immediately. Oh. And uh, you got to take the leg. He's like, what? He's dropped his leg off. And I'm you like, see That's the an- moss hanging off the bone. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we see, like, the little fish are trying to clean it. And it's yeah. just not fast enough. Ugh. So, yeah, that was a horrible, horrible story this weekend. That was terrible. And then I wanted to get into this with you because it's. I want to see how this goes with your team, Brad. Uh-oh. I've had to listen to this if you watch sports or pay attention to any sports stuff online. Yeah. The Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson dust up that yeah. happened. I think it was Friday, right? Thursday, Friday or Saturday? Uh, I think it was. I think it was Saturday. Anyway, might have been Friday. Tim yeah. Anderson, who, if you're not a White Sox fan, is a little bit of a, a, an annoying gnat douchebag. 
No. <laughs> if you're a White Sox fan, you love the guy. He's great. He's, he's all over the place. <laughs> he does everything right. But if you're not a White Sox fan, you look at him and he kind of looks like if Kevin Hart was on speed, he won't stop talking. Like, you see him just constantly going. Josh Donaldson is known as kind of just a... Dick. A dick. Yeah, he's a baseball dick. Yeah. There's plenty of those. Mark Grace kind of had that. Like, wow, this guy's cool, but he's kind of a... Like, he's an antagonist. Almost the way Charles Barkley was either a dick or your best friend. But now he's everybody's best friend. So, uh, Tim Anderson gets on first base. Josh Donaldson's playing first, right? And uh, and he's calling him Jackie. As in Jackie Robinson. He's making jokes about him. Like, hey, Jackie, how's it going? Like, that kind of stuff. Because at one point, Tim Anderson said he was going to bring back fun to baseball the way Jackie Robinson did. He was the next Jackie Robinson. So Josh Donaldson kind of took exception laughing at that, going, oh, yeah, you're the next Jackie Robinson. That's, way to, you know, kind of making fun of it. So evidently, and I don't know if this is true or not, Josh Donaldson, so I've been calling that guy Jackie for years. This weekend, it pissed Tim Anderson off to the point where he said, Josh Donaldson's a dick and he's a racist. So I listened to an entire debate this morning and last night on ESPN and everything else. If a white man's allowed to call a black man Jackie, is Jackie the new N-word? And that's what it's—it's it's touchy. I mean, it is now. I think it—I yep. I think it goes both ways because in that interview he did say, but that was years ago. That was a couple years back. And that's what Josh Donaldson said. I've been doing this for years because of that. Whether interview. he has or hasn't, right. that I don't know. If that's he just started been. doing it, then then it's a dick racist move. But if he's been doing it the whole time, then then dude, just get over it. And I'm it, a White Sox fan. Is it because he was calling him um, Jackie because yeah. he was like, you got a long way to go in order to accomplish what. He's like, not, gonna, nobody's going to be Jackie I'm Robinson. I'm going to call myself Larry Bird. Right. Just call me. And, and I call and, you Larry. Yeah. Am I making fun of you or all white people? You're making fun of me. I'm making fun of you for being so high and mighty to even put your, your name in the To quote Will Smith, take Jackie Robinson's name out your f- mouth, basically, is yeah. what Josh Donaldson's like. You're not Jackie Robinson. Or he's a wild racist and found a way to call a guy a racial slur without saying a That's racial kinda slur. That's kind of where I'm at with it. I mean, I don't know yeah. which... I don't have an opinion to be honest with you i mean he's a white sock and that's my player i'm gonna back him but i but you're also a white it's kind of one yeah it's kind of (laughs) one of those things where like you know those guys are on the ball field they're talking smack left and right unless he came out and said straight up called him the n-word or something oh sure then i can see it or you know that's fairly obvious that would be a pretty obvious thing but i listened to Keyshawn johnson for a few seconds this morning and uh, he's like, uh, you know, it's racist. Like, is that a, it's a racist thing for a white guy to ever say that to a black guy. And I'm like, man, we're going to just nitpick this down to the fact that if we ever try to be inclusive or together again, it's going to be so difficult. What this is doing is dividing races. Oh, yeah. There's no discussion of this. If, if one side's saying anything you say to us can be held to a racist standard and the other side's doing it. We'll never be in the same room together. It can't be done because it's going to be too tense. Like, if I can't make a joke about, like, you know, did you just call yourself Jackie Rob? Okay, Jackie. Perfect. Oh, that's racist. I'm like, wait a second. You said it first. I think what Josh Donaldson did, it's the same thing as we had a guy who uh, changed. uh, My very first boxing gym, he changed from, his name was, like, Kevin or something like that, to uh, Kareem Kalem something. He switched. He became uh, Muslim? Muslim. Yeah. It took forever for us to pick it up. Like, hey, Kareem, Karem. It's all right, man. You can call me Kevin still. I'm like, I can? Yeah, for a little while. I'm like, well, how long? And then, so <laughs> you get it, and up. then you finally get to it. But we just started calling him Muhammad because he's boxing, and it was easier to remember. 
Was that racist? Maybe, but it was just basically, all right, Muhammad, like, you, that's a switch out. We, we don't know what you've done here. You used to be Kevin. And you thought that you thought that was difficult? I can't imagine what it's like now when a man turns into a woman at the boxing gym and oh, you got to call him by their name. But we just went right to Muhammad because it was the easiest thing, Muhammad Ali, right? That was the He never once got upset at it. And it was literally making fun of him. We were doing it on purpose to go, we don't know your name at all. We're not even going to try Muhammad. Kevin or Muhammad, that was it. But the Kalem, Kalef, I forgot. I still to this day don't know. Right in between there? It's Muhammad. What are you going to do? So is it racist now to say Jackie to a guy who called himself Jackie Robbins? I don't know about the racist part, but again, it's kind of a... If he's been doing it for all these years, then... Then it is what it is. Get over it, Tim. But if he, if he yeah. just started doing it, it's a dick move. But is it illegal because, to be a dick? Because the point that he no, was absolutely saying, not. That's the thing. Absolutely it's not. not against the rules to be a dick. It's just being a dick. Because uh, he's never given anyone a hard time or made Josh friends. Donaldson. No, oh, it, yeah, he's a dick. It, oh, he's a dick. He's a dick. I know, but I'm talking about other players. Everyone's busting everyone's balls in that. Oh yeah, yeah but you he's know? he's known for it. Like, Part of it. He's had incidences where people like, man, that Josh Donaldson's impossible. But was he ever racist? Part of, or- it one, part of it, I wonder if, in a way, it was Tim lighting a fire under the White Sox asses, too. Because Those right after that, they they swept him in New York on a doubleheader. And we know about Tony La Russa, And Tony went out immediately and fired it up. And right. he's done that before. And that's, know, yeah, I wonder if it was yeah. something to let's, do. Let's light a fire under these guys' asses. Yeah, because they're not really where They're not they playing up to their be. potential. Yeah. No. Maybe. But is racism what it takes to light them up? Maybe. Or faux racism. Hey, I'll take whatever it takes. At this we point. have to start lightening up a little bit because... What has ever happened to that racist uh, Mason Rudolph? Right. Well, look, you remember that when I said the next day, I'm saying he's going to say that uh, somebody called him the N-word. That's the only way Miles Garrett gets yeah. out of this. And then the next day, there's this page of papers that said, yeah, he called him the N-word. I never believed it happened in the first place because two black guys standing right next to him defended Mason Rudolph, and one of them was a Cleveland Brown trying to break the whole thing yeah. up. Had that guy heard Mason Rudolph slurring away, you let Miles Garrett at him. There's no stopping that. And not one other guy on the field said, I heard it. So that was just a that was just Miles Garrett saving his own ass. And, and yeah. again, uh, Mason Rudolph defended that beautifully by saying come at me tell ask anybody on that field if i've ever done that or if i've ever done it i've right. got a history that's impeccable so if i all of a sudden lost it to that guy the biggest specimen in football then i'm an idiot and deserve to get beat up and that that was just miles garrett trying to stay out of jail essentially for trying to kill a guy yeah. dropped i mean you do hear terrible stuff on the sidelines of a football field but never you know like if he called him that Nobody would have defended it. There wouldn't have been, you know, Marquise Pouncey wouldn't have been laying on top of Mason Rudolph for trying to peel him off. Uh, Oja Colby or whatever that guy's name is yeah. wouldn't, have, wouldn't have started fighting with another black guy on that. They'd have all been kind of like, hey, they'd have gotten Mason out of there and maybe had a big, long talk with him. But nobody else said, yeah, Mason said it and he was wrong and it set off miles. And there were like eight guys. In it. So that's a joke. That one's different than this because everybody admits what happened. Josh Donaldson's, yeah, I called him Jack. He'd been doing it for years. Tim Anderson's like, I'm tired. I think he just got sick of Josh Donaldson getting under his Running his mouth, yeah. yeah. I love it. I see that? Good. That doesn't mean it's a, you know, the guy just got to him. The guy's, like you said, the guy's just a dick. Yeah, but is there? But is it, like if you said I'm Wayne Gretzky and then hit the ice, you'd tease constantly, hey, Wayne. 
When I used to play in softball leagues, and there was this one dude that wore Under Armour all the time. And we would always, you know, like, protect this house. When yeah. He was, he, would, protect he house. was taking it too seriously. Yep. Like, we're laughing too hard at this. We got to protect this house. And my friend Dorsey's dying. Like, that guy's going to kill you. And I'm like, <laughs> but he's in Under Armour. I, there's nothing I can do. I, if I wanted to defend myself against him, I couldn't. He's in Under Armour. And it was his outside clothes. The tights and the tight shirt. You're just mad because you don't have this physique. Was his comeback. And then the whole bench laughed and he was done. <laughs> like the minute we got under his, that's part of sports. Try to get under the other guy's yeah. skin and, you know, see if you can make him a Way little bit. chance. Yeah, have. you mentally get under there and he starts doing other stuff. But when he's standing on second clapping and our whole side goes, we must protect this house. And he's like, you're just mad. We're like, we got him. We got him. Sometimes it works and sometimes it backfires. Sometimes a dude goes off. Yeah. Like he that's when you know, oh boy, he's good. And that's where I'm saying with the with the socks. I'm I'm wondering if it was just lighting a fire under their ass. Yeah. Again, the, the Yankees have the best record right now and they swept them yeah. in New York. Yeah. And the on the doubleheader, so. That was the uh the beatdown of uh Muhammad Ali on I forget who the fighter was. <clears throat> I refused to call him Muhammad. He kept calling him Cash. And every time he'd land a punch, he'd go, say my name. Say my name. And he'd beat the living out of this guy. And every punch was, say my name. Say my name. I don't think it was Sonny Liston. I, I can't remember. It was not the second fight. That was a fluke anyway. But still, you try that stuff. You get under a guy's skin. Sometimes he beats your ass afterwards. Tim Anderson, he beat their ass. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, though, because now we're like, all right, is there ever going to be a time where we can all just go, that's between two people? Or does it always represent... Every single person in the race. That's what I'm sick of. Every time Josh Donaldson says something stupid, white people are. Every time Tim Anderson is this, black people are represented. But it's not the case. It was two guys who may or may not like each other that made their feud public, and now it represents all of people in sports. And how often is this happening? It's like, come on. If we ever really want to be, like, peaceful... With uh, each race being, we gotta we gotta be cool. Ricky oh, Anderson and Jose Canseco never got into a fight, even though Ricky would say, and I really liked it at the time you were dating Ladonna. <laughs> right, and he was dating right. Madonna, and he kept saying Ladonna. <laughs> he didn't know who Madonna was. Ricky was busy looking Ricky in the mirror. Ricky liked Ricky a lot. Ricky introduced himself to John Olerud and said that uh, he used to play with a guy who wore a helmet and played first base, and John Olerud had to remind him that that was him. That was me, uh, Ricky. We played together for a few years. Is that you? I remember playing with a guy who had a helmet on all the time. Had some soft skull prop. That was me, Ricky. We've been friends for years. Ricky referred to Ricky as Ricky. Ricky, I mean, yeah. Ricky him. had yeah. to remind himself what his name was on the rig. It's crazy. So, yeah, that, that was going on and on in sports this week, which I, I laughed at hysterically because, again, I'm only here for the jokes, and that's a good one. That's one where you're just sitting back going, really? This couldn't have just been handled between two men? It's got to become a TMZ sports story of like, is this racist? Did this Is it racist? No. He didn't try to keep him from having a job. He didn't try to tell him his race was better than the other. He was being a dick to another human being. That's growth. That's part of what Martin Luther King wanted. A white guy and a black guy playing the same game. One getting paid more than the other, by the way. I think Tim Anderson's probably got a bigger paycheck than Josh Donaldson. If not, they're pretty even. So it was never like somebody holding the other guy back. It was one guy being a dick to another guy who took it back. That's called a bar fight. Handle it like men. Run to the cameras after and talk about racism. 
And then Josh Donaldson didn't even admit, I'm a dick, which he could have said. I was being a bit of a dick. The guy, I, That's what he should have did. What he should have said yeah. was, look, I was being a dick. It got under his skin. I'm sorry if he took it that way. I'll, I'll talk to him. That's how men handled things before social media and cameras and everything else. They would go, hey, did I, I didn't mean to piss you off that way. I was making fun of you because of the thing. Or just basically come out and say, yeah, I hate that little bastard. What happened to that? I do hate that, that prick, and I'll say anything I want to him. That dude, as an individual, I can't stand. It's ridiculous. Because then it would have came uh, out that Jim he's black. Ever. That's why <laughs> you don't you don't like him because he's black. Okay, you know, and then there we go again. Uh, right, because we can't be that's friends. What we all do now. The media won't let us be yeah. friends. It's, this guy says I'm white and my lady is black. We have two sons. Uh, when our oldest, seven, name is Lakai, starts acting up, I call him Darnell. Is that racist? Ask your wife. I don't know. I don't think that's racist. I think that's hilarious. No comment. If you, this sounds bad. If you own him, it's not racist. <laughs> Is that bad? I think that may sound it worse. Yeah, sound I mean, bad. technically, that guy owns that child. Am I wrong? It's his possession. Yeah. I yeah. Am. So if you own it, you can call it. It's whatever My dad you want. Owned me, you know, my dad yeah. still owns yeah. me. I mean, legally, I'm on my own, but when it comes down to it, who's responsible for this kid? It goes back to him. I'm the apple, he's the tree. So again, as a white dad and a black mom, if you own that child, then you can call him whatever you want. I don't have to agree with it, but that's, but that's the family. <laughs> Gotta be a better name. There'd be a better word than own it, but that's really what you do with your kids. So yeah, I, I just wish we could get back to the olden days where it's like, come on. Just two dudes being dicks to each other. And one guy's trying to wreck another guy's entire life over uh, what could be construed as racist. And I can see the I can see the, the devil's advocate in it. It's like, yeah, I can see where you're trying to be a dick because he's black. But if I look, if I had a friend who called himself Michael Jordan on the basketball court. One of the greatest of all time. Yeah, I would say not, I would be like, all right. You're friends with LeBron? Yeah, look here, Pioneer. Yeah, I don't like LeBron because of that. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. he thinks he's the best of he thinks he's the best of all time. And it rubs me the wrong way. It has nothing to do with what color he is. I don't care. I don't like him. It's just ridiculous. And none of the other Yankees came out and said, oh, yeah, we've had a problem with Josh being a racist. Well, that's a, that's their team. Uh, that's so what I'm saying. Not supposed to. Wouldn't a racist person be hard to deal with, even on your own team, if he truly just hated that race? No one would like him well, on Ted Williams was team. that way. Ted Williams hated black people, yeah. and there wasn't a black player on the White so- or Red Sox till he left. Yeah, so he didn't have to run into that problem of yeah. uh, a teammate not liking No, him. because Ted Williams was in enough control of the Red Sox that nine years after Jackie Robinson, he retired, and then they got uh, African-American players in Boston. And Boston was still mad about it. Boston's probably still mad about oh, yeah. it. Boston is a nightmare racist town. Dave in it hit us up saying, I wonder what Kara thinks about this whole situation. Oh, Kara, <laughs> Kara, the emailer, has got to be losing her mind right now over calling that kid Darnell. Well, like I've always said, f*** you, Kara. That's what I think. That's the end of that. Uh, and also then I read the thing on TMZ about the, uh, uh, the guy who attacked Dave Chappelle has finally said his piece. And, it was, and he was triggered by Dave's homophobic jokes. And the, it's the whole thing. If you read this article, this is listen to this. This guy's like uh, he's 23 years old. His name's Isaiah Lee. 
He talked to the New York Post, and he said, uh, I identify as bisexual, and I wanted him to know what he said was triggering. I wanted him to know that next time he should consider running his material by people it could affect. Isn't that the whole point of stand-up comedy, is yeah. to run your material by a group of people and see how it goes? Uh, and then it said... Uh, what was the thing he said? Uh, I'm also a single dad and my son is five. It's a struggle. Dave made fun of homelessness, homelessness that night. And he should know that's not a joke. Uh, he was also sexually abused as a minor. And Dave made jokes about that, pedophilia and things like that, too. He should probably take a look at that material. Uh, on his injuries, uh, he said that after while they were hitting me, they spit on me and twisted me as if it were on purpose. Uh he said the fake uh, gun that he pulled on him that night was just a knife. Uh, I told him, uh, while well, I told Chappelle, who asked me why I did it, that my mother and grandmother fought for civil rights to be able to speak, and they'd be upset at the things he said. Fought for the right to speak freely and beat up a guy who was speaking freely. Yeah. And Chappelle said to him that night, which I think is just so gangster, your story dies with you, son, <laughs> which is just... Awesome. So here's the rules now. Because the picture of the dude beat up. They beat his ass backstage. As they should. As they should. You wander up on stage anytime. Instead of just leaving. Not uh, even more than wandering. I'm gonna tell you this. He was spearing for a tackle. Yeah, people people who uh people aren't gonna want to hear this, but this is a fact. If you've been raped as a child, uh if you were homeless for a while. Um, if you are in the midst of a transition that is a tad strange because you're a six foot three inch man in a dress and you've not dealt with any of those things, stay so far from a comedy club that you can't even you can't even count the steps it would take to get there. It's like being on Mars. You don't belong at a comedy show ever. The fact that you are trying to dictate what is funny is not going to fly with the general public. You as an individual have a lot to deal with. Now, there are some people who have been through rape or incest or uh, pedophilia or anything else that have somewhat dealt with it and used humor to do it. They are not going to go to a comedy club and go, I hope he doesn't talk about this or I'm going to lose my mind. If you have any topics in your head that will spark you to the point of attack, comedy clubs aren't for you because there's a real good chance that one of the three people on that stage, every time you go, is going to hit a button. And you got to be able to control yourself. Comedy clubs aren't for everyone. Period. They're just not. If Tom you're a, Glass did a good pre-roll at the uh, yeah improv, basically telling everyone if you're pissed off, I don't give a sh- shut up. Enjoy the show. Something gets you, sit down, take it. It's your turn. Sit down, shut up, laugh, yeah. laugh, shut up, laugh, shut up. You were going to talk. If that made you mad, you were going to talk. That's what Mencia said before he went on. He yeah. goes, hey, these are rules. If you if you don't like it, I will give you your money back personally. Just right. get out. Yeah. Get out. Don't come towards me. Go towards yeah. the door. And by the way, have a little self-awareness. And no, I'm on eggshells a lot about my past. I probably shouldn't go to a place where there's no rules on what we talk about. If, if, you know, Twitter's probably not for you. Facebook's probably not for you, although you can delete a lot of things on there and you can have your echo chamber. Wandering into an open forum discussion and you've got problems with how you got fingered by your uncle, you shouldn't be at a comedy club. If you're bisexual and you haven't dealt with it, you don't go to a Dave Chappelle show unless you're there to attack him. You're just not, you're not there for fun. 
And every comedian, by the way, does run their material past some people first. Almost always. Like, that's really... Chappelle does it for the uh, public more than anything. He'll do a lot of trial there. Well, that's, what, that's when they do it. it. You go to the comedy store and you work out your new chunks. You workshop a bunch of things at the, at the club. And you run into some people every now and then that have seen Chappelle working out. It's like, man, I went one time. It was... I didn't like a lot of the stuff sure. that he was doing. It wasn't pissed stuff. off. He just, it just wasn't funny. It wasn't working yet. So yeah. I've never heard anybody say that about Chappelle, but yeah, maybe. He did eight hours one night. That was the one thing that I heard that it was like, it was just so long. Well, he did eight hours. I know. If you stayed for all of it, that's your fault too. Yeah. If it's so long and he doesn't intend on stopping and you can leave at any time, leave. He went for eight hours early. Yeah, he, well, oh he, yeah, he tried to break the record and a couple of guys beat it. But he did eight hours at the comedy store. Eight hours. He's got more than eight hours of material. Oh, yeah. But the fact that he knocked it cold is pretty amazing. So, yeah. And again, I remember there was a lady on TV once that did an interview that she was on CNN. Patrice O'Neill just crushed her. But uh, basically saying, you know, some of these topics should never be brought up because there's people in the audience that will be offended. And then so he's like, name the topics. And she named a few. And then he named a few more. And he goes, what about this? She goes, those are good, too. He goes, you just eliminated everything to talk about. Who are you? And that's the whole point. Comedy plus time. Or uh, tragedy plus time is comedy. We deal with it that way. Some people that cannot deal with it should not be going to these shows. I don't know how we put up like a a questionnaire or something before you go into the comedy club. Well, it's like, you know, put up as much uh, disclaimers as you can on the beforehand. Right. If you were raped, yep. d- please turn back. It's I mean, like it's There the, might be some topics. It's the forest of apples for the Wizard of Oz. Turn back. This is not for you. And if you want to trudge through, you're going to get hit with some apples. The, the trees throw apples, and you're going to get hit by a few. You and Dorothy and the rest of the gang. But the signs clearly said, be careful. It was bad enough when we had to get go through COVID tests to get into concerts. Now we're going to have to go through psych evaluation before we enter a comedy show. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Take your vitals. Yeah. yeah. When was the last? Katrina's standing outside. When was the last time you were fingered by a family member? Well, it was just a few days ago. I'm really not over it. But I, I, I thought a few laughs in a safe environment. It's not a safe environment. It's, we need less safe environments and more environments where we get tougher skin. All those people that are screaming and yelling about how I'm not getting a vaccine because the key to COVID is catching it and having natural immunity. It's the same thing with words. Have some natural immunity when they start peppering you with things that make you and only you uncomfortable. If you're the uncomfortable one, you have to deal with your problems. It's not everybody else's job to stand down. Oh, I can't stand it. Cannot stand it. It's crazy. What are you going to do? That guy needs to get beat down again. Hopefully in prison, because guess what? Now in prison, you're going to hear some really uncomfortable stuff, too. And probably relive that childhood rape that you had before. No, they're more sensitive. You think? They're going to, hey, do you want to talk, bro, about rape before I rape you? That'd be nice. Okay. The sisters are going to jump him in the shower? Yeah, you don't mind that I beat off what we talk about when you were attacked as a child, do you? And call me Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) It all goes full circle. I'm the Jackie Robinson of rape around here. The first black guy to win MVP at raping guys. Anyway, yeah, you don't compare yourself to Jackie Robinson or you expect jokes. You just don't. Like if I came on and said, I am Howard Stern, I'm as good as Howard Stern ever, what people would be like, all right, Howard, calm yep. down. <laughs> here comes Howard. Yeah, yeah, here comes Howard, everybody. He thinks it's Howard Stern. It's Crazy. fine. You have that nickname? It is funny how <laughs> right. if you, 
you have that nickname, but there's always one person out there that when they say it, it bothers you, and yeah. that's exactly that's what, what happened. happened. Yeah. Yeah. And Josh Donaldson is a dick. So, again, we go back to the idea that a dick called a sensitive guy a name, and suddenly it's a national debate because ESPN won't leave it, leave it be. Can't we focus on the Puerto Rican dude that choked out the PGA Championship yesterday? Can we make that about being Puerto Rican? Maybe he heard something he didn't like on the 17th hole. None of you people should be playing on our course. Mow it. Oh, my God. Shank. Shankity shank, shank water. Yeah, I don't know. That was that was an epic mo- That's what we should be talking about in sports. Uh, the fact that I almost won $11,000 last night if Luka Doncic could have had six assists. God damn it. He's screwing you left and right lately, man. The Baltimore Orioles screwed me Friday. God damn it. That was a huge one. Nine-leg parlay picked all favorites. Would have won like 1800 bucks on a $50 freebie. The Orioles winning overtime. It's the only game I wasn't worried about. Been, the Rays beat them 16 games in a row. Or 15 games. That would have been 16. The best team in the American League against the worst team. Arguably one of the worst teams in baseball history. And it's on the bubble. And I'm sitting there like, they just tied it in the eighth? Are you kidding me? And, that guy, and I'm watching the Orioles and Rays on a Friday night. Like it's the World Series Game 7. FanDuel has just made my life so much different. <laughs> I'm watching terrible, terrible baseball games with stake in it. I'm like, it wasn't even my money. It was the free bet. Those free bets are dangerous. They're fun. I'll take and do stupid stuff make with the those. Monsters. Oh, my God. I make some stupid bets with and those free bets. And it's one or two away. I... Oh, I missed three parlays as we can buy one. Again, I've told you this. It's Latin for you'll miss by one. And see all those little green check marks and then that one X. Oh. Stupid Luka Doncic. You donkey. Thinks he's Larry Bird. Just call him Larry. That's what we should do next time Luka's here. Larry. I will have to say this, Suns fans. If if there was no such thing as the Suns or I was not a Suns fan, I think I could get behind the Dallas Mavericks for one reason and one reason only. Their marketing team, and I don't know if it was here or if it was in Europe first, whoever came up with this, brilliant. But when, uh, and I don't know that they have a sound for it because the religious people would get upset, but it says hallelujah all across the arena when he does something special. And I, and I want that to be a thing where people, hallelujah, where they actually have it done. And they just, just one is good, just blast it up. I don't need him singing for a half hour, baby. Just one big hallelujah every time he hits a shot or a three because that is gold. And I could really get behind. That's clever. I loved Hallelujah, and it's on that center, you know, the scroll that goes across the middle of the arena on the on the it's on around the, the gondola ring. around the ring. ring. Yeah. yeah, oh, it's the best. Hallelujah is funny, but they're gonna they're they're about to get swept out. And sons, be grateful that your team got bounced by the Mavericks because I don't know what Golden State would have done to you, but it wouldn't have been pleasant. It's gonna be with that happened to that dude who attacked Chappelle in jail. He's gonna have a better time than what Phoenix would have had against Golden State. Our sons were not prepared to play that team. So it's lucky that they didn't squeak past Dallas because the way they were playing and the way Golden State's playing, holy Moses. They played a bad game last night and won that thing by 10. Uh, it's 6-16. Let's get a wake-up song start this glorious day off. 585-9800 is a good one. We'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Oh, God, here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Hot, 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 hot. Thank you. Weapon of pride, Randy, and all the rest. And Dinger himself. <laughs> Again, we're a little too sensitive that a dude trying to get a mascot's autograph at a Rockies game, screaming Dinger, 
caused the entire broadcast to shut down. And Toledo brings up a good point. As many times as we've heard this, listen again. Whoops, let me turn that off. Listen again. It's a great line you caught there. Dinger. 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 We just uh, apologize. Heard some horrible language that uh, doesn't belong anywhere on our broadcasts as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Toledo brings up the as far as I'm concerned part, which means in some meetings... There's been a couple of producers that have said, maybe if we said more often. Not like some of the other guys I work with. Let me just put my piece into this argument. As far as I'm concerned, I think saying during a broadcast is a bad idea. Kara, anything? Yeah. I would like it it known in front of everyone. Yeah, just like everybody know my stance on saying during the broadcast. As far as I'm concerned, it's got no place in the broadcast. But I'll leave it up to you guys. You're the Scott, Tim, I know you're okay with it. I know you're the You're the consultant. And you've worked in 38 different stations, so you know what goes and what doesn't. But as far as I'm concerned, saying the word loudly during a broadcast. Right out. out. Anyone else? Anyone else with me? That's just me. (laughs) It's open for discussion. I'll put myself out on the line for that one. I'm not going to say it, but if you want someone in the crowd mic'd up shouting it at the top of his lungs like we had yesterday, well then fine. He gets fired. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, my owners disagree with yeah. me. But as far as I'm well, don't say that. I don't say owners. Owners are bad. We don't talk about owners. Gee, as far as I'm oh, concerned, we shouldn't own, shouldn't own people. Oh, let's go to a break. I mean, I'm going out on a limb here, saying don't own people and don't say during a broadcast. We're all way too sensitive, all of us. So we got to realize what real problems are because these little problems we keep making huge diminish the real problems it's a fact every time a girl says the guy tried to kiss me on a date that's sexual assault it diminishes what real sexual assault is anytime two assholes standing at first base with a with a mixed value that's more than all of us combined ever sit and say i'm being oppressed uh, because i was told something that made me and only me uncomfortable even though the guy at first base is a known dickhead, it's mm-hmm. just too. It diminishes what real racism is. Every time you have a tiny beef, you make a giant beef. You diminish the real thing. Nothing made uh, sexual assault less valuable as a claim than those yeah, ladies who lied at the Duke lacrosse hearing yeah, years right. ago. The ones that that put it out there and made it possible for us to say, "No, hold on a second. Maybe she's lying." It, yeah, it's a, it's a fact. But it's It makes us question things when little things become inflamed and thrown into the pile of what's real. Oh, it drives me bananas. We're all so stupid. Uh, this guy emails Chris, and I don't know if he wants us to use his name because the email's brutal. <laughs> says, I've been molested. I've been homeless. You name it, I've been it. But I got over it. I've succeeded. Everyone needs to get over their problems and laugh a little. Stay away from comedy clubs if you haven't. You're right, Chris. Good job, Chris. Sorry about all that molesting, but now that you're over it, let's make fun of Chris's butt. Because it has been through the ringer. That poor guy. You don't know. The com- comedian doesn't know you if he points you out in the front row. You look like you're Nor should mo- he. You look like one of those people an uncle would touch. Maybe an uncle touched you, and you're like, well, how does he know? Well, if you shut up, no one's going to know your pain. He's talking about me. The louder you get, the more people are going to know your problems that you're trying to hide from yourself. Ugh. We need to get back to when there were real problems in the world. All this social media stuff where you stand in that echo chamber and you never hear anybody tell you, hey, I don't think what you're saying is right. Oh, I don't know how to be contradicted. 
crazy. What are you going to do? Uh, i got to say thanks to every. We were all over the place this weekend. I was at uh, uh, Chandler Harley with the friends over there at Lost Our Home Pet Rescue. Uh, if we were to do that again, it wouldn't be in May. When you try to have bikes and barks <laughs> in a parking lot and it's 95 degrees outside, it tends to uh, slow the barks part and keep people away. And also firing up Harley Davidsons and ramming them through the moon makes dogs a little uh, twitchy. A little gunshot. So, yeah. So, t- you know, Doggy Sturgis was a decent thought in the brain. Uh, but it does keep people away. But it was fun. We met a lot of fun people out there. And my favorite part is you perverts that come rolling out. Now, I will have to say before I get into this story, some guy has been holding a picture of you for over 22 years, what? Brady. Uh, he goes, I got to show you something. And he shows a picture of Banquin Ballpark, and it's the from the pool. The guy won tickets once and was in the pool, and he's hanging over the fence. And there's Brady. As uh, Drew Drew Haybatter, the mascot, when Brady was the original mascot of the Diamondbacks. Uh, Byron Jenkins, the other mascot, the honestly, the the worst mascot ever. Not you, him. You were trying. That dude had no business out there. I don't know who hired. Whose idea this was had to be uh, someone who'd never watched a baseball game in their lives. But the two super fan mascots, and there is uh, some lady on her knees shooting uh, cannon T-shirts at people. And Brady is dressed, it must have been disco night, in a big black afro. Oh, and, no. Oh, it's you. Don't it's I, disco yeah. night. Oh, no, it, it hasn't been night. disco night. No, that might have been my... Um... It was embarrassing for you. I felt bad. And it's 20 years later, I'm like, the things we had to do to succeed, you know? That's that's the picture of you, you as a prostitute. disco night. You were a prostitute for a little bit. You got a copy of it? Well, we took pictures of it. Amy's got them. Oh, right. Amy will fire them over, but I, I forgot to have her send them to me. But we took pictures of the picture. In a gold sparkly shirt, I think. Uh, it was black, and it had like all sorts of colors on it, if I remember okay. right. It's uh, the things they made you do. It was just hilarious whoredom. For like fifty dollars, and that's the embarrassing part. If you were being paid top notch, you could at least brag about that. But this was, yeah. And to hang out with that Byron Jenkins guy, who looks even in a still photo, looks like boy, he's just not—he's stiff. I can't help but think <laughs> of Leroy every time you mention Byron. If you two were being paid the same, uh, that's a crime too, because he's putting in no effort at all. You are living the dream, Max Patkin style, and he is zeroed out. It's what was right. Byron's experience? Clothes? Huh? He just show up in street clothes? No, he was in the clothes. He just had no business. Trying to be public. He got all. in trouble week one because he went in the outfit right from the game to, uh, at the time, Jackson's at third. Yeah. To try to score some celebrity. Uh, oh, he's deal. trying to get a little notice yeah. me stuff. Had to oh, sit no. down in the organization. Look, you can't go out drinking <laughs> in that outfit. A little look at me in the old Byron Jenkins? Yeah. But I'm a super fan. It should be free. How much tail do you score as a mascot? You don't. Brady, okay. That's what I told him. Like, <laughs> but I will tell you're not you this. Go too far with that. Byron Jenkins wandering in with the do you know who I am? He just got a plate of boogers and, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> so enjoy your enjoy a heaping helping of boogers and <laughs> Byron. And this is how bad that Byron guy was. I didn't know him, but from Brady's stories, and I'll say it for Brady because he won't. Brady's not even friends with him anymore. <laughs> now, Brady keeps in touch with Brady went to Frank Caliendo's son's graduation party. That's embarrassing. I text Frank. I got an invitation. And, and F you, by the way, because the only reason he had my uh, address was because of you. He oh, told yeah. me. Yeah, he, said, yeah, yeah. he said I wasn't going to ask John for the address because he'd never give it to me if I told him I was going to invite him to the thing. That's what he, yeah. So we got it from Toledo. Yep. So Toledo hands out my address to anybody who asks if you're interested. But I texted uh, Frank yesterday. 
Uh, and this is the way it needs to be in life, really, generally. I said, uh, tell Joey that my lack of attendance to his graduation isn't anything more than me not at all wanting to go. It has little or nothing to do with my feelings towards him or his accomplishments. I truly and honestly can say it is 100% lack of energy, desire, or want to on my part. It's the last thing I want to do, drive all the way to your house, to lie to your parents about why I have to leave early. Uh, Why not just say I'm exhausted and lazy? Because it's not true. I have plenty of energy. I just think it sounds miserable to go to your party. I have a present, however. It's Bic Tarvey. It will arrive at your home soon. (laughs) He will receive it near or on our closely shared dates of birth. I'm not going to a kid's graduation party and tell people I have an excuse. I don't want to go to your kid's graduation party. It sounds awful. So why not just be honest? And Frank emailed me back. He goes, I don't want to be here either. Joey doesn't want to be here. We had one for Chris on Saturday night. It was family drama. And have you guys ever had any one of the elderly members of your family ask you what bukkake is? (laughs) I will remember my grandma on the air asked me what Indian goggles were. Oh, that's right. I had to explain that to sweet Shirley. So uh, Lisa's Aunt Liz is there, and her grandsons are there, 14 and 11. And she asks Rylan, her oldest grandson, Yikes. What is this bukkake? Why were, were you talking like, what, what, about bukkake in the first place? I don't know. I came into this <laughs> yeah, what as, kind of family, as it happened. What kind of family conversation as is it that? Happened. It's crying milk, Grandma. So no one would tell her. And so she goes to Siri. <laughs> Siri doesn't know that that word. Why On tell her? On your phone it might. Why but... tell her when we can show her? <laughs> yeah. That's what that's I'd have what done. I was, that's what I was waiting. I'm like, do not do this with your grandsons around. Why didn't you show Google her? This. If she has the courage to ask, she has the courage to know. Not with the grandsons around. They're not the ready. grandsons They're are the not, ones who would have shown her the good video. They're videos. not ready for that. That was coming over their phones. Now, my yeah. son my son would have showed her. I, I would have absolutely shown her. It's a good thing I didn't go to that one either. Not Man. invited. And thank oh you for God. not inviting me. I take zero umbrance or uh, uh, insults to the idea that I wasn't invited to and, uh, to that. We had fights with makes Lisa's me happy. mom and Lisa's stepmom who have hated each other for 40 years. <laughs> it it was, sounds wonderful. Oh, my God. It was... Uh, <laughs> Actually, I might have wanted to go to this one. This yeah. sounds, sounds kind of sounds like an Italian party. <laughs> yeah. Awful. No. Yeah, sex. you're used to that. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody yelling at each other. That's my new mid-year resolution. If you invite me to something I don't want to go to, I'm not going to lie anymore. But I'm just going to tell you, I just have you, zero I like desire. You really don't like sit there idea. to begin with because of course you don't I have don't. Kids. I so, like you know, kids. I just I know, don't want to celebrate. It's them. different from a graduation uh, party. I'm in the high school that. Kirby and you know knows those kids. You you feel like okay, something you got to go to. Your kids' party, and you yeah. wanted to go to. So here's the thing: Ryan, your kids' party yeah. is something you should want to go to. Why do you want to go yeah. to Joey's graduation party? Ryan. Because you've done other things. You've gone to other things and their stuff. Whether it's been a birthday party, but let me yeah. give you let when me give you Joey's the example. Nah, it's not no, her no. day. Here's I know. What he's talking about. I'll give you the example. Ryan is Ryan will Alex's sister will turn 21 in August. The last time you were at a kid's birthday party was Ryan's fifth, <laughs> fifth birthday, birthday party <laughs> yeah. at, at Chuck E. Cheese. You didn't come to Alex. I might go to her 21st. She's a functioning the adult. Next, the next two, you handed me 40 bucks yeah. and said, here, here's what Here's the next do. couple I give it. <laughs> give it to the kid. I have no business at a six-year-old's birthday party. Why? And then you were at that one with Joey before that. Gave him 20 bucks and everybody, everybody got, got sick. Everybody got consumption. <laughs> We all got 1800s cancer from that party. I can't believe you went to a kid's party at Chuck E. Cheese to begin with. I only went because it's Chuck E. Cheese and I hadn't been there in forever. Guess when the last time I went to Chuck E. Cheese was? (laughs) That one, right? I'm like, I don't belong here anymore. This is terrible. 
Yeah, I don't. You you like that stuff. You want to go to that, so you make excuses to say, "Well, you yeah, feel yeah. obligated you to go." go. To this. I mean, you, you you just want yeah. to go. You feel obligated for some reason. I don't. In a way, and it's. Uh, um, and why do you feel that? Why do you think that's an obligation you feel? Do you think like they would be like, "Wow, Brady's a jerk," or I, no, I'll tell you right did, now, if we didn't go, they wouldn't even no, know. They wouldn't care. Yeah, but you feel no, but an obligation to go to that. that like, yeah, out of uh, you know. And he could care less. Joey graduating. Yeah, which like, is why I don't understand job. the obligation. And to go up there and say, you know what? Great job. <laughs> I can do that anytime. And by the I way. Know, but I know. It's Joey cares that you're there. Look. You got a car? No, okay, that's it. I say great job to people that have met their goals. Joey hasn't come close to me. He hated high school. He, he and I had conversations about how stupid high school was. And I'm like, I'm with you, man. Get... Get he's, out of he's that. He's moving his talents on to ASU. Yeah, go to a real – now, when you graduate from college, you've accomplished something. Now, start a life. High school, you're supposed to graduate from high school. It's like, if you don't, goofed up pretty hard. And you, you grew up going to a lot of them, too. Not me. I mean, like our families would always – it was just a thing that you – Family's different because you kind of do have an yeah. obligation to that because yeah. they'll do like what Toledo's family did and start fighting you yep. about why you didn't go. Yep. When you think you're better than us, that kind of stuff comes from family. With Joe, with Joe, you write him a letter that basically says, I'm not going to go. All I would have done the whole time I was at that party was come up with a lie on how come I have yep. to leave. That's all I do when I'm at parties I don't want to be at. Like, how do we get out diet of Dr. Pepper from his fridge on your way out. Right. We've all been in the car driving to the thing going, all right, what's our out? Like, that's the, that's more common than enjoying a party is what what's our excuse to get the hell out of here? We finally that's did it at midnight. I mean, yeah, we were there they asked partying. You to, they probably asked you to leave. Yeah. They're like, all right. Time for yeah. I don't understand why you feel obligated when you also admit they didn't care if you were there. That's an odd thing. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's not that heavy of an obligation. I just think it would be. It's just a nice thing. Sure, it's do. nice. There's no question about that. But if that, you that if they went out of their way to, uh, you know, to invite you on it, there's a reason yeah. you got invited. Now, would you feel the same if they said, "Well, I felt obligated to invite him." Oh, that's oh. A great yeah, because well, I think there's a lot that of. Out, then I go, well, that's fine. There's thinks, obligatory sure. in, yeah. invitations as well. There's obligatory, like, well, if we don't, then they might get upset. With I me, would say, that's what's great. Know, Nobody no, cares, and I don't care back. Yeah. Awesome. I would say Ronnie and Kirby got the invite more than I did. Because yeah. she's more, you know, with Juliet and Michelle. Right. They hang out more than Frank and I hang out. Sure. Yeah, I just don't want to go, but that's. See, all these people you're talking about aren't the one who had the party. That's I think it's almost just as, re- as respectful to do what you did and just say, yeah. no, I'm not coming, but here's, <laughs> and here's the why. why. I'm, I don't want yeah. to. Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> Your kid's great. That's awesome. I've spent a grand total of an hour and a half with them in my whole life. I'll get them, for the I'll, shoes. I'll get them Big Tarvey and $100. Congratulations. The shoes I paid for. Thanks for the shoes I bought from you. That's like that's like going to somebody's house after a garage sale because you found out their kid grabbed. I bought shoes from him. I like Joey. We have a shared birthday, but I'm not going to his graduation party. What the hell did I have to do with it? Nothing. I didn't help him with one thing through his entire schooling. He wants me to show up. It's a gift grab. And he's getting his big tarvey because he's going to ASU. He's going to need that stuff. Keeps from getting the AIDS. It's an HIV blocker. Why didn't we celebrate that more when they have that? And the other? Why is that not? Where was the? the end why did of it take so long? Massive parade we needed to have that celebrates. The, well, at least for gays, because the commercial makes it real clear for both that and the other one that blocks the age that it's only for guys. Right. 
women born or what is it? People assigned female at birth cannot right. take Big right. Tarvey. <laughs> like why? Oh, it eats them alive from We're the sorry, inside out. You've been assigned female. It's like swallowing gasoline to them. <laughs> and then, oh. So it's just a bunch, and that's the best commercial on TV, too, is that giant Indian man dressed as a woman dancing with that small chemotherapy patient. I laugh at that every time I see it. Two men dancing, and it's clear one of them's a dude. And then that's at, that's at the time we're like, people assigned female at birth cannot take Big Tarby. Oh, so that's not, okay, I see what I'm seeing. And then the two dudes, two dudes at the end of the pier with their arm around each other going, you know, they pretty much cured AIDS. We should f- here at the lake. It's true. That's what the commercial is, Brett. <laughs> Look at that. It's and In fact, it's their tagline. Big Tarvey, you can now f*** him at the lake. Oh. <laughs> Run <here! laughs> Yeah, it stops the AIDS for dudes. I know a gay guy uh, who takes that. He's got the AIDS blocker vaccine. It's great stuff. It's just so when he chocolate LeBaron's, he doesn't have to worry about the worst parts. He can just wash it off. <laughs> Can't wash off the AIDS. And I don't care how much soap you stuff in there. The Brillo pad don't work. <laughs> it huh? doesn't get it done. <laughs> anyway, I digress. I'm at this uh, Chandler Harley Davidson Saturday. And uh, something that has to be like, this is the best thing in the world. Uh, in the day and age of uh, Me Too and sexualizing women, there has to be. An acceptance of women who like it. There has to be an acceptance of ladies who really like being objectified. There has to be that. Uh, One lady was came to me and said, "They're setting us back so far." I'm like, "You have to accept that there's a different group of women that like being objectified." I say that because there were two girls uh, in underwear washing bikes for guys. And the creepiest thing about and I stood with them and laughed because the guys that were having their bikes washed, and by the by, terrible job washing the bikes. I told you that the other day. And that's why I went over. I looked for it. I'm like, is Brett right? Because Brett said, they don't do a good job of the bike. No. Like, and, I, and I went over and I even asked him, I'm like, do you guys have any idea what you're doing on these? She goes, no. She goes, what does it matter? She goes, I'm here for this. And she points to the five guys that are standing there watching them wash three uh, yeah. bikes. And I'm looking, in the, and so I was there for a long time, and I'm and the same five guys, except for one, were watching all the bikes get washed. And I go over and talk to them, and I we don't care. I'm like, any slippage? Yeah, the one keeps adjusting her top, and it pops out. <laughs> all right. And, like, there has to be an acceptance of the fact that we still like looking, and some of them still like showing. And it isn't uh, anti-feminist or anything else. It's just... Hey, if these guys want to look, I want to show it, and that's okay. And I don't know if it's setting anything back. Don't panic. Well, it is. Because when you see it, Brady, it's like, woof, man, this is, a, this is a setback for all females. But it's, you know, we'll get over it. It sets it back at that very moment. It rattles it. But, I mean, you're going to look. These girls were, they wanted people to look at them. And I kind of missed that that was awesome. Like, this is great. And they bend over straight knees to wash the bike. And I asked them, I'm like, are you any good at washing motorcycles? She goes, we don't know what we're doing. And because half of the back of this bike is in the sun. And you keep throwing hose and water the on it. just gets all <laughs> right, screwed right. up. Oh, yeah. And like, you're, you keep drying the same the lovely you, spots. You dry the seat and the radio, which I didn't, by the way, I didn't know until. That, why aren't all radios like motorcycle radios? Well, weather, waterproof? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't uh-huh. make sense. Like, well, Speakers be, are, too. You put the drink holders right there by the radio in the car. Right. Why not just make them all water? Anyway, so that was, but they're just hosing it <laughs> off. Speakers, everything. 
I'm like, this is great. And then, but the back end is hanging out in the sun. It's just cooking that hard water onto that chrome. And then she'd go and wipe that off. I'm like, just, just terrible. Just, this is, this guy's going to have to go pay for a car wash after this bike wash. Well, it's like I said, Mangoop and I went down there. They said, let's get our bikes washed. I'm like, all right, cool. We went down there. We knew the service manager and we're talking to him. And he's like, all right, when they're done screwing up your bikes, bring it out back and I'll have my guys wash it. And that's exactly what happened. I went out there and I'm like, yeah. oh my God. They couldn't have been sweeter. We know why Mangoop's yeah. there. My exhaust yeah. had monkey pox all yeah. over it. It looked terrible. <laughs> Great <laughs> job, Lacey. They wear a monkey pox. Yeah, they got it. But it was like, they knew that they were doing a bad job and the guys oh, yeah. getting their bikes washed didn't care. And, they, and I said, what's it cost? And he goes, it's free and he goes but i'm throwing him a tip i'm like all right a couple soft no, going a here's a couple yeah <laughs> yeah and then they just stood within a few feet of him with their arms crossed and washed him and i'm like this is beautiful this is a beautiful almost counterculture thing now dudes watching women who want to be watched that's it's actually quite lovely and it's an acceptance of like this is great this is this is a comfortable moment and i stood by him and i'm like you guys realize what perverts you look like. You've been standing in the shade under this tree. Yeah, we got another bike pulled up, which is pretty great. There's another 20 minutes of you guys watching these girls hose off bikes. This is essentially all they were doing. The girls were as sweet as can be. The guys were respectful. It was understood that you're here for this and I'm here for this. And nobody complained. And I'm like, this is a nice America. This is the way things need to be. Nobody was saying, I don't like the Puerto Rican one touching my bike. They didn't care. <laughs> she had huge cans. They like you missed the spot, Jackie. It was it was it was, it was gorgeous. It was a, a beautiful thing. So thanks to the ladies who still like being objectified, volunteering. For I'm sure that tip jar was full. Yeah. Huh? I'm sure that tip jar was full. It wasn't. Uh, they didn't have a bad day. I yeah. don't think. Yeah. So congratulations, ladies. And it was nice. It was, and they came over for and a like, good cost. Yeah. yeah. Whether or not it was, I, it could have been for the clan. They'd have still done the. It would have been the same thing. <laughs> It, it had nothing to do with the cause, even though that's what you justified. Yeah, it's for the puppies. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. You tell yourself that. This yeah, could, it was. This could be for like the... Seller. 20 bucks for your puppies. I'm here for the... Sweater uh, puppies. Get my bike uh, washed for... What's the cause? The acceleration of SIDS? Yeah, all right. Let's do that. Here's 10. Here's 10 towards your cause. If you want to be objectified, dudes will stand in a circle and pay for it. They don't care what the cause is. No, nobody drove by and said, I'm against animal rights. All right, look. Uh, nobody said. They were there for the boobs, and good for them. You don't know what the stripper you're stuffing money in her thing gives that to charity. She could be giving it to the worst charities in the world. You don't care. Just oh. hands that bucket to the person on the uh, exit ramp at the right. freeway. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Keep your drugs alive. You don't know what it is. You don't care. Objectification needs to have a place in this society a little bit because otherwise it becomes that closeted weird don't chew gum in class thing where we want to do it more because it's taboo. It's a release valve. It was a nice little Ah, Things aren't so uptight and tense all the time. It was nice. But I want to say thanks to Lost Our Home Pet Rescue. Milo got adopted immediately uh, Friday. Milo was one of my favorites. It could have been. uh, And I'm so happy because I saw a picture of the people and I judged them and I enjoyed that I had a positive judgment. I didn't want Milo to go to a poor person's home at all because it would have turned Milo into a real dick and probably been chained to a tree. And that would have. Oh, the people that lost their home pet rescue are, are also very judgmental towards who gets the dogs. Like they want to make sure you're not a loser. And so I saw the picture of the people and I'm like, this is great. It looked like a happy mom and her daughter. Just I was thrilled at how I judged their photos. So Milo gets a home. 
which is great. And I'm happy that that happens. So Lost Our Home Pet Rescue does a lot of great stuff. Probably not going to do a Bikes and Barks in a parking lot in May again next year. It's a good call. If they do it again, it would have to be in better weather. And I remember when she told me, I'm like, May, that's because she's from Boston. Uh, Bridget, the girl put together. She just moved here. And I'm like, May's going to be a little warm. I don't know. It should be okay. I'm like, it's going to be a little warm. Not Boston weather. Yeah, and you don't want to be the Lost Our Home Pet Rescue that encourages people to bring their dogs onto asphalt over 90 degrees. That's just a bad idea. We need it to be March, February, somewhere in there. We get good weather. Let's abuse it. So she'll get things. But it was nice. And they're really nice people. So that I did for the cause. Staring at those cans. That could have been for Nazis. <laughs> I, we're all looking. We're trying to bring up more Kaiser helmets and SS patches. I'm like, is that what you're raising money for here? Oh, nice cans. Here's some. Here's a tenner. What are you going to do? And you guys were out uh, this weekend at the... Sanderson Ford. Sanderson yeah. Ford. With some superheroes. Yeah. You know what's so funny is... Uh, West Side superheroes. Uh, Let's just put it that uh, yeah. way. They were West Side superheroes. Oh. <laughs> well, that's where all the crime is. <laughs> they were busy. They were busy. Yeah. But uh, what's funny is... Oh, hold on. I'm done listening to you. What's a West Side superhero? <laughs> oh, come like? on. You know the West Side. <laughs> it was Harley Quinn of the Avenues was out there with us. <laughs> Or Harley Quinn I don't have my phone. Dude, I don't have the Brady's picture. Brady's so me. uncomfortable right now because he was friends with her. He was nice. Brady's going Very to that nice. girl's gr- kid's graduation party. <laughs> feels obligated. So that's that's next week. So there was a Harley Quinn. That, look, and in fairness to all, I've never once seen a girl dressed as Harley Quinn that hits it. Brady? No, it, it's a tough no. outfit. Did she, Brady? Not once. What's that? Did she hit it? Yeah, she hit it on her own way. No. Oh, that's that's a, special. That's a Brady well disapproval right that's here. That's, that's, that's a Brady disapproval Would right Would Brady there. fist bump or hug Harley? It was a fist bump. You okay. want to know what the next comment is going to be? Plenty of girls do that. Plenty of girls do each their own. But she wanted to be objectified, and you guys were turning your heads like Medusa. I don't know. I've never, in fairness, I've never, when the when the bar is Margot Robbie, don't try to match yeah, it. It's done. It's over. You are not going to hit it. I don't care how much you, you can be a child and dress as Harley Quinn because we're not supposed to sexualize that. But grown women dressed as Harley Quinn will not meet the standard. It's the bar is far (laughs) to the reason why the costume comes with leggings and stockings is because it's covering up your cheese. No normal woman is going to look like Margot Robbie. Stop trying. It doesn't work. You're just setting yourself up for scrutiny and comparison. Am I wrong? Like you guys looked at this girl and went, what what is she thinking? Uh, That's not Harley Quinn. I know what Harley Quinn looks like. And she never had an eating disorder that I knew it was Harley Quinn right away. (laughs) Of course you did. You couldn't miss her. <laughs> Evidently. What is her... Uh, eating over order, right? What is her job? Is to smack food out of kids' hands yeah. and take it? <laughs> That's special she power. so uncomfortable right That's now. That's why I'm doing it. Now it's why I'm doing it. I didn't even see her, but I just like how Brady... They're is, heroes, You John. are as red as all the shirts in this room. Which, by the way, it's too many of them. Yeah. The three red Apparently shirts. Apparently this is I, a Monday yes. thing. Yeah. I don't have my phone with me. I forgot it. I have a picture, but uh, Julie has one. Maybe she okay. can text it over She'll to you. It yeah. Right. So anyway, how was your day? It was great. It was fun. Did you talk to all the superheroes? What I were the did. superheroes there for? We had uh, Black Widow and uh, Bane. How did Black oh, we Widow? We felt for Bane because he had this whole mask on yeah. with just a little rubber hose coming on the top. You know how hot it was. Yeah. And uh, he yeah, was walking around with that. drenched when he... Well, Comic-Con yeah. is this week or next? I think it's... Yeah, this coming Saturday. Up. Yeah, 
So all the all, all these uh, giant people are going to dress up in. Oh, they spend some money and, on their outfits, that's for sure. Yeah, and they're going to wander around in June in 105 it's degrees. It's their Met Gala. I'm not allowed to go. Still booted. Which I could sneak right in. It's a costume Still party. Booted. Well, they that gave guy's me, gone. You're ne- no. You never come <laughs> back again, mister. I'm like, it's a costume party. They got so mad when I told them, I'm like, it's a co- how will you know it's me? I'll wear a costume. <laughs> well, no. Someone will have superpowers and recognize you. I'm like, all right, you know, buy the magic kit. I'm not interested in going back to your, your weirdo party. It's fun, too. They have a lot of great guests, but kick me out of there. Mo will be there, for sure. Oh, for sure, because I made fun of a few people who are Captain Fat America. And I'm like, he's the true Captain America. He's 40 pounds, uh, way too big for the leggings, and 100 pounds too big for the belly part. Anyway, so the superheroes were out there. You guys were uh, giving away things at Sanderson Ford, so thanks to them as well for a great week. You know what's funny is that listeners that come out that haven't met Brett yet, and most of them are like either... Italian or they're not, but they're verifying whether Brett's Italian or not. Oh, <laughs> quiz, they look him over and like, oh, oh there's a pinky ring. Or you got an Italian <laughs> what horn about on? Brett yeah. says not Italian. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Tony Hinchcliffe was right when he said he looked like he'd stolen Carlos Mencia's clothes. <laughs> I could see where people think you might be Mexican. That's well, because they're so common out here. But you're 6'3", so immediately yeah. I'm like, he's yeah. not Mexican, he's something else. Look at the pictures of Mencia that we got with him. I mean, that yeah, dude, could he like 5'3", maybe? Maybe, on a good day. Yeah, there was uh, plenty of people I, I saw this weekend. I didn't want to see dressed as Harley Quinn, and that goes for all of them. So, stop it. There's plenty of other good superhero women to dress as. If you've got a little bit of a... Fuba. <laughs> like, like Princess Fupa, I think should be a thing. Uh, how about uh, Super Housewife? She just wears sweatpants and an ugly old T-shirt. Her husband. Oh man, wears. the West Side can nail that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just grab your husband's T-shirt and a pair of sweatpants and leave the house. That's Super Housewife. Uh, so there you go. Did you talk with Harley? Did you exchange numbers? You tend to get too close to people. No, we didn't have okay. much interaction with. Harley, or um, maybe Captain America. We took that photo one yeah. time. And- Superwoman. Who else was there? Uh, Superwoman. Yeah. Oh, Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Whatever. She had graduated to woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She had, her, she had her flower. Who was the other one? <laughs> her super flower. Black Widow. Oh, okay, yeah. And then... Uh, was Black was Widow's one? a risky one, too, because that's yeah. a skin-tight costume. It was a full mask, and... Because uh, it was... Like she was in her... Uh, Black Widow was wearing a mask? Yeah, it was like a jumper. Because I don't think... That, is there a spider woman? I'm <laughs> you didn't know sure. who it was. It's just some lady in disguise. I thought it was Black Widow. <laughs> well, I didn't know who I didn't know who the Bane character was at first because yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't the, like the Batman the comic where he just book. had the, the mouthpiece. He had like the full like... Full headgear. Yeah, the full like... Uh, it looked like a wrestling Mexican man. wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Lucha de Libra. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I mean, that's what he was. We were on the West Side. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> I'm Bane, I see. <laughs> Yeah, all right, get out there and talk. But to I the don't kids. know if that's what he looks or it's supposed to look like in like the books and the comic books and stuff like that. I just know it from the movie. Well, that's what you should go with is the movie because yeah. that's what everyone was exposed to. Well, that sounded interesting. I should have. It was. It was interesting. But again, and Brady, Brady is <laughs> Brady's reaction tells me all I need to know. Ladies, yep. enough with the Harley Quinn yep. costumes. That's enough. Brady thought it was gross, lady. <laughs> And the reason he's so red is he spent time talking to he's, her. He I didn't hey, talk to her. Dude, I, I, I to wish you. I would have. That's where. That's what are you, Harley you're Davidson? <laughs> you're, you're a fat boy. 
shouldn't be in this. You shouldn't be wearing that. Let me tell you something your father never told you. You shouldn't have worn that. I'm glad you're living your true self, but it's making everybody sick. Come on. I don't know if she was disgusting or not, but the way Brett talks. And the way, and the way Brady reacts. All I need to know is. It's, it's, but it's not her fault. They shouldn't even sell the costume. No. And anything larger than extra small. That's the that's the key. I want to be Harley Quinn. No. No. I want to be Black Panther. It's the same thing. I can't do it and neither can you. It would Listen, be inappropriate. Chris Farley Quinn. It would be yeah, it, it would be inappropriate for me to be Black Panther as much as it is for all other women to be Harley Quinn. It is very rare. Paige Sporanic can do it and like maybe three or four other people can pull the Harley Quinn off. But it's that's Margot Robbie. And shouldn't be tried. Most guys shouldn't dress up as Superman or, or Aquaman. You, you can't be Aquaman, especially when you look like, you know, a minnow. All right, then I just got a picture of Bane from the comics. The, the guy did, did pull like, it off. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. And they weren't there for, like, helping kids or anything. They are just walking around as superheroes. I don't even understand what they were doing. They were part of uh, the safety for the Glendale Police Department helping raise money oh. for that stuff. Oh, okay. Heroes for I forget the name of the they had a minivan wrapped yeah. with all of them yeah. so they go out and do appearances all the time it looks like here's what the police love in real life people in disguise that's what they absolutely love people in masks cops absolutely love that a lot of uh, Glendale PD came by and said hi and yeah they're sure. great they're awesome cops are always great yeah but I'll, I'll, I'm just as an advocate of the police one thing I know they love is you in a mask that's it the general citizen wandering around in a costume their favorite thing in the world because they know. You are on the same side. Most of the time, everyone in a mask is up to just all good behavior. <laughs> but, of course, for the kids, superheroes are worth it. Well, it sounds like we all had a great time. Today, it's going to get better because uh, you guys can have a good time, too, especially if you're dressed up as Harley Quinn on your way to work today and feeling fairly uncomfortable. Should I turn around? Maybe I should turn around. That, I'm bagging this appearance. That office that has somebody <laughs> yeah. that's going to Comic-Con that's going to spend all week in costume. Yeah. Let me tell you this. Lady dressed as Harley Quinn. Probably factual. When you turn around, it's the next day. It's a oh. full rotation. <laughs> oh, we did get an email. Uh, wanted to ask Brady about being on Rosie on the House. Oh, yeah. Brady yeah. was on yeah. Rosie on the House. Segment. They talked about country music oh, all yeah? the time. And? Uh, no. That's no, what they said. I don't they, know. There's one. They so brought the up a said. new artist. I had no idea who it was. And then uh, right. Tim talked about uh, Garth Brooks. But we talked about uh, what Romy likes. And he was Metallica and grew up listening to us. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, Romy on the house is a listener to this show? Yeah. No kidding. And why does he host that thing with Tim Hattrick then? Well, that's Rosie that you're talking There's oh, Rosie and Romy? Romy's his, his son. son. Who's kind of the Wait, Rosie named his kid apparent. Great. I'm Romy on the house. Is he 30 yet? He's, yeah, he's right around yeah. there. So Rosie's off and Romy's now the host? No, they're both oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Crying. Father, son. That had to be thrilling of Brady Zoo Adventures. <laughs> Did you talk shingles? I talked about uh, plumbing problems. No. no I, I said, I wish you I had one because yeah. I know I'd get some advice from you. Good advice. Maybe even some free stuff. That's what you went over there for. No. Oh, genius, this yeah. guy. <laughs> well done, Brady. I'm friends with Romy on the house. And it just happened to need a new roof. Perfect. John, when the bar for costumes was set by one of the people in the room with you, <laughs> right, things that's are over. <laughs> that's true. Wolverine is what he's talking about. <laughs> yep. Brady dressed as Wolverine oh, yeah. and split his nuts in half. <laughs> he was perineum man. 
I've never oh seen nuts God. split that violently. Like, I've seen uh, hangy down pictures of camel toe that are nowhere near as bad as Brady's down. nuts. Yeah, you know the hangy down ones. Yeah. Moose Looks knuckle. Like a front thong. <laughs> and look how far that got me. Oh, nowhere, Brady. That's oh, the point we're making. It's like, that. don't dress up on yeah. that. Yeah, we got, it was a it was a cautionary tale of what <laughs> you shouldn't be wearing sometimes. It would have been one of those Maury shows where like my my mom dresses like a whore. <laughs> she shows off too much. Uh, today, uh, in just uh, forty minutes, we're going to give you a chance to qualify. First qualifiers for the man cave upgrade. It's going to be great. Modelo Especial and our friends at Prestige Billiards are going to uh, hook you guys up. And all you have to do is listen. At 8 o'clock, I'm going to give you a, a word to just type in. Today will be easy because it's the first day. You text it in. 97936 is the text number. We'll pull a qualifier out an hour later, right? You got one hour. Is that what we're doing again? Yep. All right, one hour later, we'll do that. And the person who qualifies gets a $50 gift certificate from Von Hansen's Meat and Spirits and two tickets to go see Louis Black at Celebrity Theater, who's just absolutely hilarious. Uh, so you got that going, and then uh, out of that, we'll get five finalists, have a big party here in the station the Friday before Father's Day, and someone will win the Man Cave. What is the Man Cave? Well, it's an eight-foot pool table, a ping-pong table, a cocktail arcade game system that has 516 retro games and one sit-down cocktail table. That's from Prestige Billiards. Then you're going to get a mini fridge and 150 bucks to fill it, a table and stools to sit next to it, so what you're filling it with, you can drink right there at a table and uh, chairs. That's from Modelo Especial and Barbecue Island's going to give you Green Mountain Peak Grill with a big starter kit. Uh, that's right in front of you, so you can cook some meat while you're sitting at your new table playing pool with your new friends uh, in your brand new man cave, which we are giving you, and that should be pretty awesome. Modelo, Prestige, Billiards, and Barbecue Island helping us out with that at 8 o'clock. We'll give you a word. You text it in. You can start uh, thinking about redecorating that dump of yours. Honey, we're going to have to move your Harley Quinn outfits out of this room. It's going to be my new man cave. <laughs> I still like your man cave. Yeah, but I don't want to spelunk in that anymore. It's disgusting. What if I dress up as Harley Quinn? No, thanks. I'd rather see the planet dressed up in a robe. <laughs> you are large. There, I said it. But I love you. But I love you. Because I gotta. I'd say it's cheaper to keep her, but feeding her's a fortune. <laughs> Stop dressing as Harley Quinn. Again, it's like if I went out as Black Panther. Totally inappropriate. Can't do it. Can you imagine me dressed as Black Panther? Even though I love Black Panther. I didn't. I didn't care for the movie at all. It bored me. I didn't even finish it. But if I did, I'm like, oh my God, Black Panther's my favorite superhero. I'm going to dress like that. I'm going to lose my job. It should go for all women who don't look like Harley Quinn dressing like Harley Quinn. It's hot cultural appropriation, and you're not hot enough to do it. You shouldn't have anything to do with it. It does. If you can see your own nostrils looking straight into the mirror, you can't be Harley Quinn. Because <laughs> you have a snout, is what I'm saying. You're like Peter Laurie or whatever his name was. No, I look just like him. I feel like I'm Harley Quinn. <laughs> Whoa, back to the trough, Bertha. I think I can slip these on if you just keep buttering my thighs. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what do you got on the big uh, musical treat for you? <laughs> Wake-up song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. They're back open because they're riders just like you guys. They were up in Moab all weekend tearing up the trails up there. So if you got to get a new bike, got to get that bike serviced, 
need the accessories, they're going to hook you up over there. ActionRideShop.com is where you're going to go. Uh-oh. People oh, are sending me pictures of, uh, <laughs> of their <laughs> their run-ins with uh, superheroes that shouldn't be in the costumes. <laughs> what was the one that uh, Rebecca Romaine played? The blue one from X-Men? Oh, uh, she was just so, so shapely. Yeah. Well, this picture is shapely, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, don't do that. I don't want to see those. I don't want to see fat guys dressed as superheroes either, unless they're doing it for comic value. If you're a fat lady going, I'm fat Harley Quinn, that's funny. But don't go around acting like we have to act like it's great. Sometimes you mean if Lizzo does it and she says because she's Lizzo, I'm going to be Harley? Right, you're not. Like you're not. You, again, you look like a fat boy. If you want to talk Harley, yeah, you're the size of a Harley. You're the size of a Harley. <laughs> I could probably lift a Harley easier. <laughs> On the list, uh, Manson up there, Disturbed, DRI, Slayer, Anthrax, uh, Body Count. Body Count Sepultura. actually wants, somebody wanted the entire Ski Mask song. Yeah. By the way, Ski Mask showed up at uh, about four, four minutes before six. So, so again, today four too. minutes before yeah. ten today. She, she, yeah, so she's got. Wow. She'll leave early, but she got here early, which is impressive. Starting to become a habit to yeah. be early. Somewhere. I don't know what happened. Um, Metal Church, Buck Cherry, Bring Me the Horizon Ministry, Seven Dust on the list. I met a girl who used to bang the lead singer of Buck Cherry this weekend too. Uh oh. Uh, can't, can't anybody? Claim man, that, do you have stories? And she goes, "Oh, it was bad." Like I can imagine. <laughs> Josh, what's his name? Uh, Josh Todd. I Todd, think, yeah. yeah, that's right. She goes, I used to date him. And I'm like, no kidding. You and how many other no, broads? she had photos. How many it other broads? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, you weren't well, alone. It's not yeah. like they were exclusive. Yeah. But uh, she'd been put through it. It was clear that she'd been put through it. She didn't brag about it. It was like, yeah, I could probably. Did she fly out to see him a couple of times on the uh, road? I don't or know. Driver. It seemed like something you don't talk about. She brought it up because Buck Cherry was actually playing. You know, I used to date the lead singer of this band. <laughs> like, it doesn't sound like that's something I should follow up with. It wasn't good. Like, the stories you have, it was horrible. I'm like, wow, that's a real... Like, you did it. <laughs> you should probably just wander away. This has got me curious, and I don't think I'm... I'm going to hit nerves. I'm not the guy to talk to right now. Somebody else says, uh, tell Holmberg it's the 36th anniversary of uh, Look What the Cat Dragged In was released on this Master day. Master Cat? No, no, Poison. Oh, poison. Oh, poison, I'm sorry. Wow, I got my long-haired girly yeah, women, yeah. men confused. Look what the, Well, good for you for knowing that. <laughs> Sign <laughs> Paul Marshall. Way to, <laughs> way to keep your fingers on the pulse. Come on, man. <laughs> Society will appreciate this. 36 years of Poison. I wish. <laughs> Look what the cat dragged Jesus. in, and uh, what was on that? I'm trying to think. Now you got uh, me thinking. Uh, that the had, big one, the huge. The, which was the original? Because uh, that was the one where every I, rose. No, that, that was, was the next, next one. one. Yeah. I think that. Well, that's the album where they're all hot as hell on the cover. Yeah. I mean, it is a sexy grouping. The four dudes as the transvestites. And and that made you question just about everything. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, you're really kind of like, well, yeah, that's a dude in the upper left. <laughs> I think I might bang Brett Michaels in that photo. <laughs> uh, let's see. I want action. I won't forget you. Look what the catcher. Talk, dirty to, Talk dirty to me. There it is. Talk dirty to me. No thanks. But thank you. Thirty-six years ago today, we were all wrong. <laughs> We all missed the mark. 36 years ago today, we were scrambled up a little of what was good and bad. We were going through our transition. Yeah. 
when, uh, senior. You were a freshman? In between Motley Crue's original stuff, Metallica, Megadeth, some of the good things. Uh, then Quiet Riot showed up. And we're like, wait a minute, do we like that? And then all of a sudden and it then went the makeup. crazy. Van Halen was in the mix, and then Poison showed up. Like, What's this? And Cinderella. And Cinderella. And, well. Bango Tango. Oh, and plenty of them that started to make us go. Britney Fox. Yeah, Britney The long-haired Chicks. tough guy just turned Chicks. into women. And, of course, the pussycat came in. And that's too. why I always used to laugh. At God. Like, I always thought, I, I was into that stuff, but I always used to laugh at, like, when you tell somebody, I listen to this, I'm like, you're, a, you're gay, dude. You like Benny Mardones? I'm like, it's a great song. You're gay. You know what and then they put, years ago was? And they put poison in. <laughs> like, you're, they're transvestites. I won't forget yeah. you, baby. I won't forget you. I'm like, why are you a badass watching dudes dressed as women? And my dude singing about uh, statutory rape is gay. Like, <laughs> what am I missing? <laughs> I mean, both of them are really uncomfortable, but one is at least... One's, you're calling me What kind of 16-year-old you're yeah, singing like, about? All the dudes you like look like chicks. Sebastian Bach is gorgeous. You're queer, man, for liking that pop music. Yeah, but... Okay. I guess... I was like both. I really liked rock, but I laughed at it a lot more than I liked it. It was very funny to me. Like, I loved the Aerosmith thing, but the scarves and things, I always laugh. I'm like, God, you're, they always try to be so, like, rock always tried to be so tough, and it was just so close to being on Broadway. It was, yeah. just, it was so very close. Like, it was just, I mean, it was just one shaky car ride from taking it down the Great White Way. So close, and there's so many. I'm like Pantera fans. I'm like, you realize what those guys tried to do first, then changed their image into these badasses. But look at their original stuff. They were transvestites too. <laughs> they were trying to make it, however you made it, and then they turned out and they found their niche. But I mean, would you fight with them? I don't know. You might get beat up by a bunch of other transvestites. Depends on which album you pull up. Right. Yeah, I'm not fighting with that Pantera. I'm not fighting with the vulgar display of power yeah. Pantera. No, but I'll fight the first Pantera yeah. because I'm yeah. pretty sure they're going to trip yeah. over their own skirts. Guys, he's not coming out on time because they didn't get his dressing room right. Yeah. It's all messed up. His original that. nickname was Dime F*** Daryl. Let <laughs> just switch it to Dime Bag, man. Let's take off all this makeup. This is stupid. But it wasn't the most manly music of all time, that's for sure. You know, body gloves, shorts, tight as can be, and eye makeup. Body gloves. But we were, look. Metal did more for body gloves than surfing did. Bon Jovi made every guy for a second go, yeah, I'm going to grow my hair out like that guy. (laughs) Like, we all wanted to be. He is gorgeous. (laughs) Him and Kelly LeBrock from Weird Science would be the two sexiest people. They were hot. Women. Sebastian Bach. Sebastian Bach was stunning. He's a stunning woman. Absolutely gorgeous lady. He'd be killing the Sports Illustrated. He'd be all over it now. And Bathing suit edition right one, now. He'd back be the, the one day. I tugged to. <laughs> over what's on there over now. The yeah. fat lady and the pregnant chick. I'm tugging to Sebastian. Anyway, uh, I don't care whatever you want to do. I Pick one. Maybe we should do the poison. Let's do a little 36th anniversary poison. Play. Talk dirty to me off the album, right? Yeah. Or which one? What were you thinking? Oh, the, well, that or the title track. Look at the cat drag. Down. Look at the cat drag. Down. That's actually right. a better song. You're right. But. I'm with you. And then we'll realize how wrong we were 36 <laughs> years ago. Look what the cat dragged in. It is. Yikes. 
I mean, go no further than Judas Priest. The guy pulled the wool over your eyes and blended right in. I'm just going to dress Well, wool up. and Rob Halford. No, that's, well, really that's true. Enough. But yeah, he didn't, he didn't do much wool pulling. But I bet you people look, man, that dude pulls the wool. Oh, yeah. Over your eyes. <laughs> He's gay. <laughs> what? Take it back. Uh-uh. <laughs> I find it hysterical. Aerosmith is so close to being a Broadway show when you see him live. There's dancing. It's kind of weird. Is it choreographed and everything? No, but I no, mean, oh, it's Steven just Tyler's this, the only one that really moves no. Around. The rest of the guys are shirtless and like it's very gay. It's super gay. When you think of it as like if you're if you went over to your friend's house and like all right let's go out drinking and one dude came out with like thirty eight scarves tied to his neck and another guy took his shirt off I'm like what do you think we're going BS West boys put some clothes on. We're dressed as Aerosmith. Oh, I guess you are. Holy Christ, I realize how gay this was. Your pants are so tight. <laughs> it's super gay. I think it was the first time that I'd seen Slipknot. I was with you, yeah. and I was kind of laughing because I'm like, they're in jumpsuits. Yeah. It's a drum line. <laughs> it's and drum I'm like, I, you know, it's great music, but I'm like, this is really a, it's like a band. It's a performance. It's Broadway. It's real close to being Broadway. But it's great. But we can't we can't make it the bad like the baddest men on the planet. Like, uh uh-uh. If you were if performers you went, again, if you went to your friend's house and they were dressed like that, you'd be like, dude, put this is hysterical, but we're not going out like this. Put a shirt on and get that scarf. What are you wearing? An ascot and no shirt? This is the gayest you've ever been. No way, I'm Aerosmith. Okay. And you're seventy. Put the shirt <laughs> yeah, back you on. You look like my grandmother. <laughs> Did you ever tie uh, bandanas around your ankles? I did. Like, no, no, I did not. No, I did not. You'd always have that uh, tied up around their jeans and on your ankle. I've seen the chachi arcola around your thigh. Yeah, the thigh, and then they would put them on their ankles next to the boots. Really? I don't think. So oh, I know what you're talking. Like yeah. the like Judd Nelson from Breakfast um, Club. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got you. Those guys. I never understood those either. It's your gully did that. Oh, gully. Who's that? Alan Gully. <laughs> badass at school. Wasn't he giant? <laughs> yeah, he's a big dude. He's a Jed Hersher. He beat up an eighth grade teacher. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dude, he had the arm in seventh grade. Yeah. Alan, that's it. they were back and forth with each other. Mr. Zabrowski was like, that's it. How do we settle this? We arm wrestled. Like, all right. And then in front of the whole class, Alan Gully wiped the floors clean with Mr. Zabrowski arm wrestling. Best Thank God. Three. He was a dick. Yeah, he was a dick. And he ended up in trouble for touching girls' boobs. But uh-huh. He had had it with Gully, and Gully flattened him, and then he sent him to the principal's office for beating him in front of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Zabrowski. Yeah. yeah. That's another one there, buddy. Yeah, Gully and Mike Rao dressed up as Aerosmith. And he just looked like Twisted Sister exploded. His <laughs> I own you for the next yeah, two yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, that was what we had. We had a load of them. The bull by the horns. Yep. It was pretty much that. Yeah, it was just strange. It was just a strange time. The 80s were so off. There's no reason to ever visit that again. Uh, all right, let's do it. Look what the cat dragged in. Let's visit it anyway. Just to remind us never to go there again. Cautionary tale known as Look What the Cat Dragged In. It's poison. 36th anniversary of this garbage. It's 98 KUP. You'll love it. I remember that came out 12 years ago and said, well, strip clubs, enjoy that one because it's for you. That is a dancer's tune right there. That is uh, My Darkest Days. The porn star, she's dancing. They pay extra for that. 
or the Harley Mamas washing the bikes out there. And by the way, Scott Haynes, who showed up uh, at the thing, said it was great. He said, wow, 36 years of poison. And look what the cat dragged in. 36 years of poison, or as Harley Quinn calls it, 36 years of my insulin shots. (laughs) Big Harley Quinn. Anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, it's 7.54 in just five minutes, Brady. Gonna give you the, I'll give it to you now. You can't do it until 8 o'clock, though. Just keep it in your head. Well, no, I won't. I'm going to wait. It out. It'll make it confusing for Toledo, and he's got a lot on his mind with monkeypox and Thailand and all that going on. And ladyboys. He's catching monkeypox from one of the ladyboys. Oh, we're never going to see him back here again. Good. I don't, and not because I don't like Toledo, but you go to Thailand, and that's the last I want to see you for a while, especially him. He picks up everything. He's going to get the monkeypox. Didn't even mess with COVID. That was too common. Amateurs. <laughs> Toledo's kind of like the people who are like, oh, you like Nirvana's Nevermind? I liked him when it was Bleach. He didn't. It was COVID was for, that was the pop song of diseases. I'm not catching that. I'll get something you haven't heard of in 100 years. Whooping cough for a while. Who catches whooping cough? That's still a thing. Kids catch it. Like adults never it's catch back. whooping cough. Well, for, yeah, because he brought it. <laughs> yeah. Because of him. He's had some stuff, and that thing on his arm, that Africa elbow, it's not going to go well. Spanish anyway, flu. In just a couple of uh, in just a couple of uh, minutes, we're going to give you the word to text, 97936. You get that man cave upgrade. We're going to qualify people first day today, and it goes all the way up to uh, June 17th when we have our in-studio competition for the man cave upgrade. Uh, you can win yourself a pool table, a ping pong table, cocktail arcade, uh, arcade game system, 516 games in that little table. I've got one of those, and it is awesome. Although some of the games are Japanese versions of the games we know, and it makes it even fun, more fun, because it's hilarious. Like, I'm like, that's Dragon Field. These little Asian guys are running that fast. It's the same guy. It's like the Kubrick guy when he dies, it's yeah. how he yeah. talks. I think it's actually words in Japan. Uh, Modelo's giving you a mini fridge, $150 gift card to fill that up. Get tables and stools with that. Barbecue Island comes in with a Green Mountain Peak Grill. Big old starter kit that comes with that. It probably includes like rubs and sauces and things like that. Yeah, right? yeah pellets. Great. Oh, yeah. Complete contest rules and details are at 98kupd.com. But uh, uh, we can start it early. Toledo, we're starting early. Unlike uh, Ski Mask, we get things done before we're supposed to. It's supposed to start every morning at 8, but it's the first day. Got to give you some leeway. Today's word, one word, pop pop. Brady's nickname. Ice. Pop pop. It's a Father's Day game. No caps. No, no nothing, caps. Just all one word. Pop, all pop. one word. No signature. No emoji. Nothing. Just six. One, two, three. Six. How long yes. is P O P O P or P O P P O P? P O P O P O P. P O P P O P. O P. P O P. Four P's. You're going with four P's. P O P P O P. Pop pop. Yeah. But it's one word. Pop pop. Not pop pop. Pop pop would have a hyphen. Hey, Toledo, can we add hyphens? No, no hyphens. <laughs> pop pop. Now you're really confusing. I know. People. Well, that's fun. 97936. Pop pop. P O P P O P. That's how it works. Uh, and you can uh, qualify. Toledo will open it up, and in one hour, we'll draw and see if we can qualify for some uh, delightful Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits gift cards and two tickets to Lewis Black if you're today's qualifier. Easy peasy. Good luck, and thanks to our friends at Modelo Especial, Prestige Billiards, and Barbecue Island. The Man Cave Upgrade begins today. Brady, it's time for you to give us all the news that only you know. We call that the Brady Report. Brought to you by Hooters. 
uh, head on over to Hooters if you're thirsty because May has the Beers of the Month specials going on for the rest of the week here because it's the end of May. And you can grab those right there at Hooters. Brady, uh, do it. Good Monday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Also, happy National Lucky Penny Day. If you find one, pick it up. Yeah. And all day long, you'll have a penny. And if it's face down, bad luck to pick it up. So if you see a penny that's face down, they know that. Leave think. it there. Or, oh, really? About that. I know that. Find a penny, heads up. Otherwise, if you're into that superstitious stuff and you're picking pennies up for good luck, then you'll be totally interested in the idea that if it's face I've down, always, don't I touch did, it. I didn't know the face down one. I'd always pick them pick, up. Pick it up. Face down's bad luck. Is it too late to change? Because I like what people are autocorrecting to. Which is? Poop-pop. Poop-pop. <laughs> poop-pop. Yeah. Amber Heard's favorite food. A poop-pop. I had a friend who used to, this is a true story, a crazy one. He lives in Chicago, and he and his wife would... Throughout the year, they travel all the time, but throughout the year, wherever they'd go, they would collect, they'd keep their eyes down and pick up, blown away how much coin is on the ground. And they would pay for one part of their trip or another with their year coins. Come on. Absolutely spent, spring training's out here based on the coins they would find. No way, really? That much? In Chicago, evidently, it's laying all over the place. So they'd buy dinners and... Like, like plane tickets are not gonna, you're not going to spend a thousand bucks. You two three hundred bucks. They pay for their food and stuff through a year's worth of finding stuff. One year, I think he said he found like five hundred and fifty dollars in coins, just laying around picking up money. It's everywhere. You keep your head down and start looking because I did it for a little while. But they do a lot more walking because they're in Chicago. I'm not on the streets a lot. But if you're on the streets, you keep your head down. You're going to find a buck every day. A couple of uh, baseless fun facts. Elk antlers can grow up to an inch and uh, an inch per day during the peak season. Interesting. Um, there have been 11 different countries with their own version of The Office. And the show is set at a paper company. And all of them, except Germany, where it's an insurance company, and Poland, where it's a bottled water company. Okay. The shortest number, uh, the shortest number one hit song ever, is "Stay" from 1960 by Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs. It's just one minute and 38 seconds long. Hmm. "Old Town Road" by Little Nas X is the fifth shortest, one minute and 53 seconds. Why are we skipping two through four? That's all we needed. The other ones you wouldn't five. recognize. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't know. Because you didn't do any research, so I don't think you (laughs) recognize them because you don't know them. Man. So you gave me number one and number five. Yeah. That's it. Somewhere somewhere out there in the ether lies two, three, and four. Simple as typing in five shortest number one songs of all time, Brady. They're giving us the others. I got no time. You got no curiosity. That's the problem. Maybe put the word list in front of it. List of five. Here's a couple of short number ones. The number one over. The one you probably most heard of. Right. I could have left the uh, fifth one out. You could have just said another one that is in competition for that. I don't have a list or anything. But you told us you had a list. (laughs) And now I'm curious. You got it? Already? I'm I'm trying to look at it. I didn't say I had a list. You did. You said there was a list and that you had... Well, according to this shortest number one, according to this list, the box tops, the letter is the the shortest one at a minute 55. Spider Bait's Buy Me a Pony from 1996. I don't know why that hit number one. 
The Beatles from me to you is England or something? Is this United States charts? So what is that? Huh? Um, Johnny O'Keefe's own true self from 1959, a minute 44. That's the shortest song so far, right? That's yeah. Get this one gets shorter as you go up. And these are all number ones. All number ones. There it is. Maurice William and the Zodiacs, minute 37. Elvis Presley's "Let Me Be Your Teddy Bear." Oh, minute forty-six. There's oh. a bunch of different lists here because I got I got another one similar. This uh, "I Am Henry the Eighth by Herman's Hermits is a minute forty-nine. "Surrender" from Elvis, a minute fifty-one. "He's So Fine," a minute fifty-two. Stolen by George Harrison. Really? Yeah, they sued him. They sued him for uh, 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 "My Sweet Lord." Yeah. Hari 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 Krishna is the same. It's the same music as he's so fine. And the stripper by David Ross or David Rose. The uh, I think that's the yeah yeah the one for stripper. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Well, Brady's list is incomplete, completely. Baseless fun fact. That's right. <laughs> and baseless indeed. That's why you have to say that. It's a disclaimer. The New York Times just did a story about friendships and how many people you really need in your life. There's a fun stat Seven. near the end of it. It says a study in 2018 found it takes an average of 219 hours to become besties. Become best friends. And this yep. is why Brady goes to every invitation. <laughs> right. Got to add some time up, get a new bestie. It took an average of 94 hours for most people to become casual friends. 164 hours to be true, uh, true friendship. 219 takes it to the BFF. How long after that does it unravel? Like two nights. Yeah, there's a meltdown after 219 hours, and then how long does it take to destroy that? Like ten minutes. You had 140 hours just to become friends. Is that what you were saying? Just to be casual buddies. Imagine a mask. That that time at ten minutes a (laughs) ten minutes a crack. Ten minutes a day of trying to be your friend on the air. She's going to have to be on the air until 2113. Yeah. To hit the time allotted to be a casual pal. Maybe that's the deal, trip sign. That sounds like I never want another friend again. I could have spent how much time just to just to qualify? Exactly. No thanks. Isn't there like a website? Doesn't Facebook like say, hey, you've had like 350 different visits with this person. You're now. It gives you your friendiversary. Oh, okay. Like the that's day that. you guys became friends. You get a badge too or something yeah, like that? Yeah, isn't there something that you spend more time talking to this person than anybody else, friends? I don't know. Something's got to have that. Pop, pop. People are still struggling. Oh, it's good. Hold that up again. P-O-P-P-O-P. One word. Pop, pop. A lot of poo-poos. <laughs> you guys can't spell pop, pop. You don't deserve a pool table. I got a poop table. No, it's a pool. You don't spell anything right. There's a couple of girls at a train station in Japan. Uh-oh. This is a kind of a okay boomer moment, the opposite of it. I thought there was going to be They're a young teen girls, and they saw a guy <laughs> whip something out of his pocket and open it up, and they called the police and said the guy's got a knife. Turned out it was a flip phone. They yeah. didn't know. Never seen one before. They figured it was a, a blade. Really? Yeah. Did they shoot him? No. They uh, went over there and checked out. Girls, this is a flip phone. That's not some, a knife. Some of the training in uh, tactical black they do for uh, concealed carry people that when you draw on somebody, make sure that they've got a gun and not a phone. Because oh yeah, all of a sudden now it's murder. Right. With the uh, 
graduations going on. A lot of people that are uh, doing the old um, letter of intent mm-hmm. where they're going to take their talents. What school to go to to show off all their skills. Jacob Bradley just graduated from high school in Kentucky. He signed his letter of intent. He's going to be a plumber. He signed with his plumbing company. All right. They're after him. Um, so they're excited to have him. He starts the job in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Fast Flow is the name of the company. Okay. Evidently, evidently, they were looking for the most talented plumbers out there. He did an internship with them. In high school? Yep. How is this little... anywhere in the news? Funny you don't kids. see too many uh, plumber uh, letter of intents being signed, I guess. None. It's called getting a job out of high school. Yeah. I think even Mike Rowe would be against that. <laughs> right. Like, uh, put a couple years on it. If it takes 214 years to be my friend yeah. or hours, it's going to take a couple hundred hours for you to be my plumber. I don't want you coming straight out of senior year. Uh, court in England just awarded this 51-year-old lady. She was a cashier at the company she was working for. She got uh, compensation, $90,000. After everyone at her work was invited to a happy hour except her. Because of that fallout, she quit. And uh, She wasn't long for that company anyway. Then. Yeah, but what a tender group we've become. Something happened to humanity. What she was awarded $93,000 in damages. She got ninety three grand for not being invited. Yeah. Here I am yesterday sending full out I don't want to come to your party responses to <laughs> yes. invitations and somebody gets 93 grand for not getting invited. Better be careful Frank will sue you now because for, you wronged uh, him. Right, offending him for not showing up. Well, don't invite me anymore. I don't want to come to your house party. I don't go to those. Doug Hopkins is all over me about that. Are these parties? You're not coming. You know how far away you live? I can't have fun at your house. I can't have any drinks. I'm in a group of people I don't know. I have social anxiety disorder that drives me insane. House parties are like saying, hey, you want to go stand in a, a field of knives and have people throw them at you? It's fun. It's awful. There's a town near Ottawa, Canada called Russell. That's had that name for 225 years. There's been a big push to change it because it was named after a slave owner. Uh, before 1797, it was called Elmsley, so they could have gone back to that, but a lot of businesses there have Russell in their name, so instead, they've decided to keep the name Russell, but officially declare it's not named after the slave owner guy anymore. Instead, it's named after all the good Russells out there. <laughs> like the one from Fat Albert and uh, Russell Wilson. One example and they have in the town is uh, Andrew Garfield. His middle name is Russell. Named after his middle name that yeah, we didn't I know like until that. you told us. They're just yeah. throwing the big F you up there. Well, you know, Tempe is changing three of its schools because... Uh, well, it's Robert E. Lee, wasn't it? Well, no, it's worse. Like, it's, I don't even know the names of the schools, but you can get involved in changing the names, which is always a bad idea. Uh-huh. But Tempe's like, hey, come to our website at Tempe. Change the name from Klansman to new school name. It's going to be Schooly McBoatface. Seattle's uh, King County was named after Vice President William R. King, who owned slaves. They changed it in 2005 after Martin Luther King Jr. So it's still King County. They just changed who they named the king. That's brilliant. Can't we just say I had a dog named King? Also, but the three people that are the schools they're trying to change in Tempe, you would have never known they were members of the Klan in the early 1900s if everybody would have just shut their mouths. Yep. 
it doesn't change. Like, if it was a thing where they taught clan stuff at that school because of him, that's fine. But if you're going to, again, everything has to be named after, like, you can't name anything after anything. Nope. Ever. Because everybody's bad. Name it after Brady. The Bogan School of... And then they'll just say, well, he hated fat women. I'm like, geez, this poor guy. <laughs> Hear what he said about Harley Quinn. This Pompeii. Chris Farley Glenn. Yeah, this this bump high. That's it. You have to name it after activities. Except for then somebody who would have been fisted by their uncle can't go to fist bump uh, high. Oh, their nails true, kids yeah. can't yeah. go there. Just name it after body parts. Toes high school. Kneecap high school. Crank community college. Don't do that. <laughs> we'll avoid the middle. The CCC. Got a story about uh, the monkeypox. Okay. Um, evidently, it was spread from um, a town. No. That's where it, it mostly was in is. Belgium. Well, that's where we started. That's when Whitey They're started. They're tracing it from Africa. back to a, a fetish party that went down nice. in Belgium. Um, the nice. crews got together. It's like all the uh, fetish gangs get together every year in, the, in Belgium. And uh, it's called the Risk Assessment Group from the federal government who basically informed people of where the spread happened. Rag. The various tribes got together for the gay fetish community. The Leather, Rubber, Army, Skinhead Puppies. <laughs> skinhead Puppies? Skinhead and Puppies. I forgot they're separate. Wait, Skinheads That's with Puppies or Skinheads and Puppies are different? Skinheads and then there's a Puppies group, I guess. <laughs> Is it just people who love Puppies dressing as Puppies? I don't know. Huh. But Skinheads hang out with Puppies. For this particular uh, event, no they research. did. God damn it, Brady. They came together to create a unique spectacle puppies. of fetish brotherhood. <laughs> Little racist puppies. <laughs> With boots. And their big old paws. <laughs> the only blacks uh, he likes are the ones that aren't near him. He barks at all of them. It's great. Look at his little Nazi symbol on his tail. He's adorable. Come over here. Adolf, I love you. They say uh, Belgium's three confirmed cases of monkeypox have been linked to that large-scale fetish festival. Are all skinhead puppies German Shepherds? Is that what that is? I think Uh, that would would have to be, right? He smells Jews. (laughs) Look at that. That's a good puppy. That's one of them skinhead puppies. Come here, little Himmler. (laughs) I call this one Edward Norton Jr. Skinhead puppies, Brady. We don't care about your story at all anymore about monkeypox. <laughs> we just want to see these skinhead puppies. As close as I've been to all these charity rescues and stuff, I've never once said, this is a skinhead puppy. I'm like, oh, what's that? They call them Alsatians. And also, monkeypox is super curable. They've got vaccines already. Africa's got monkeypox like crazy. They talked about it. They said most of the time we see it in Africa. We don't care about it because it's not here. Once it slipped over into Europe and now in New York... We're like, I'm getting Uh-oh. a vaccine from that. I'll die from it. Well, that's what they were talking about. I said, you know, got to take this. It's not usually fatal. Yeah, and you can get over it as well. It's very rarely fatal. Fever, muscle aches, swollen lymph nodes, yeah, chills. You, you get a miserable exhaustion, flu. Loads of diarrhea. Chicken pox like rash on your on the hands and face. It can scar you, which is horrifying to people who just purchased a ring light and have a TikTok account. But uh, you'll get over it. And everybody wants to know. Every, I knew they'd do this, too. It's like, oh, we've got a new disease. Let's scare yep. them. Monkeypox is, is, it's bad. 
but it isn't something like it's like people are dying to shut down again. We want the world to be. That skinhead dog. There's a skinhead puppy. <laughs> Brett found one online. <laughs> one of those dogs is dressed as a Klansman. <laughs> See, this is why I always judge the people who adopt the dogs that lost their home. I'm like, oh no. Because if Milo would have ended up with skinheads, I'd have been really upset. The Boys of Brazil. Remember that movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, little Nazis with dogs. <laughs> Cut to print. Yeah. Was Gregory Peck in that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Lawrence Olivier and Gregory Peck. It's a great movie. There's a TikTok challenge going on right now, the hanger challenge. Yeah, they're getting rid of abortion, and now this? It's unbelievable. Evidently, when you put a hanger over your head, if you take a plastic hanger or a wire hanger and you put it on your your head, will automatically turn sideways. Huh? 96%. 96% of the time, yeah. people put a hanger over their head, you know, like a... On their neck? And around on their neck. Yeah, yeah. you put it over your head or on your neck, your head turns. Oh, come on. That's really? garbage. What a study plastic? in 2015 tried it on 120 people, and it worked 96% of the time. Because the dude asking them, how do you feel, was probably standing to their left. I'm not sure, like left. a power of suggestion or... Well, if you didn't tell them, and if Brady, if it's you, and I put a hanger on my neck, and they're like, "All right," and I look, and if I look at you, see your head turn. Yeah, because I'm looking at you. You're asking me questions. Scientists still don't know why it happens. Go get a hanger. We got to have one somewhere around here. They think it's about seeing the hook in your peripheral vision. Maybe is one of the theories, but so it turns towards the hook. I guess so. It doesn't turn any specific. Like it's always left. It's wherever the hook is. What if it's yeah. straight down? That's, I don't buy that. I need a hanger immediately. Oh, there's a bunch of TikTok bros that uh, are posting it up. Your head sure. automatically turns? Yes. I don't, I don't believe it. And now that I know, I'll fight it. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm not going to turn my head now because I know I'm supposed to. We solved it. Let's get to some radio videos. Well, someone did point out and said, hey... Last time you said, don't worry about a thing, it was COVID. That is true. I did go, this is no big deal. It's the cold. Coronavirus is written all over like Lysol cans. It gets rid of Corona. I used to make jokes in high school, like, I can't come in, I got coronavirus. Because it sounds a thousand times worse than I have a cold. It's always been known as the cold. So maybe monkeypox is terrible. I don't know. I don't want it. But I know it's not deadly in like 98% of cases. The first uh, radio video is a little parkour training on some picnic tables. Uh-oh, here we go. He's jumping off. Oh, <laughs> where? What in the world is that first picnic table? Is up? Oh, he's yeah, stacked, he's stacked two. Oh, he's got two stacked up, and he's trying to jump onto another by doing oh, some... Doing a power ooh. twist. Some air twist. And Yeah, that's no good. Those are his legs hitting the ooh. earth. The guy ooh. filming. Ooh. That's not successful at all. Water's warming up, so some pool parties are taking place. Guy's got his dog in the uh, steps, the first step of the water. Th- yeah, he's yeah, as drink. Someone throws a Frisbee. Okay. So there's Frisbee going into the pool, right into his nuts. <laughs> Shot to the nuts will never not be fun. That's a good throw. His reaction time is that of a blind infant, though. Next. Focused on that dog. Yeah, oh, he's just yeah. staring just at the dog. On the dog. Is that one of them skinhead puppies? Does it swim? No. Market box. Does it know I'm Jew? <laughs> if my last name's Holmberg, uh, we might have trouble with that little dog. Group of the track team's watching their friend. Do the uh, steeplechase. 
where you run around, you jump over the high hurdle into the water. Yeah. You jump off, you do hurdle something, and then and land in a lake. Off. Oh, yeah, he misses so completely. Shin, shin knees, ow. And he's going and face full first. Scorp. Oh! <laughs> he's never going to walk again. Oh, man. Yeah, the steeplechase is you're supposed to land on top of the hurdle and, and, and kind of jump kind of, the water yeah, for the most part. Launch Usually yourself. one foot maybe hits the water. He's running with a man bun anyway. Yeah, good. <laughs> I like when that happens to man buns. Hello. Running with a man bun. It's a great album name. Last one's a little uh, graduation. She gets her diploma and has to walk off the stage. Oh, she's in kind of... Wow, they're in sort of slutty graduation gear. Everybody's in short white skirts. What happened to cap and gown? What is this? Like graduation to Olympus? Oh, down she goes. Down she goes. Pretty graceful, though. <laughs> Gives the thumbs up. Why are all the, okay. Why are all the girls dressed as Olympus like goddesses? Yeah, like white dresses. Yeah. Oh, she eats it, too. Or down she goes. Onto her knees. Well, get used to that. You're going to college. <laughs> You're never going to spend another day That's good practice. where you didn't get on your knees once. That's fun. Anybody else? No? Uh, Brett's got a couple. couple All right. Fire them up. Uh, right. I believe this is the one. No, I don't. <laughs> he sent a couple of them. Who is it? Oh, uh, this is one from Crandall. This guy's doing going reverse. Oh, going a thousand miles in reverse Whoa! and he kills everyone. How many people did he hit? Let me get up and run. Going. And he just drives away. Yeah. Is everybody alive? What is know. that? I don't know. That's the worst video I've ever seen. And uh, this one here. This that one. was your race. Here's man. your motorcycle. Check <laughs> this guy out. This guy's just checking out what's going on. He's looking around. Oh, no, 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 no. Now it's on the it's a it, wow. One dude just goes forty feet through the air and lands on another guy on a bike. And then uh, this wow, one, yeah. Then this one's probably got to be one of the most. Brett's are very exciting today. Brady's Crazy. guy got hit in the nuts with a frisbee. <laughs> this is Killer one of the worst motorcycle wrecks ever. Watch oh my it, God, but you got to watch no. through the end. No. Watch the other angle. No. Is flying off yeah. Oh, who's sending you these? The devil? That's Crandall. Oh, <laughs> what fell off? Every. Oh, oh. oh. oh great. I'm Those are goggles. Oh, oh he's his... moving. That's his he's leg. fine. <laughs> he's getting up. <laughs> no, he's not. Those are no. like you know when you cut a head off a he's chicken. A Shock. He gets hit by a guy, ah. pulls out in front of him, and then another angle where he goes oh. flying oh. through the. He's hurtling through the air and smashes into the front of a semi. And then tries to get up. Oh, he didn't make it. No way. I thought those were his guts just splatting out Remember there. when Brady had the video of the guy getting oh. hit in the nuts with a frisbee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going to have horrible nightmares. Still flinching. on that note. <laughs> what in the world did I just watch? His bike needs a wash. <laughs> yeah, those girls will hose that off. Mm-hmm. That chunk's a guy on it. You get that right off. That was pretty fun to watch, though, those girls washing those bikes so poorly. And I know I'm old now. I know I'm pushing 50 come July because I was watching going, you're missing all sorts of spots. Right. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you two? This whole back fender is just all water spots. You're not even trying. One guy's like, leave him alone, Homer. I'm like, no, they're, <laughs> this is a terrible effort. We know we got to go back and wash it when they're done. <laughs> it's all right by us. You can't. 
You can't ride this with any You pride. go ahead, sweetie. You wash it again. Don't listen to him. <laughs> yeah, wash that bike for me. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I don't mind you leaving spots on my bike because I'm going to leave them in my pants for you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's sexy. Thanks. Every time you adjust your bra, I see a little areoli. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, pop, pop. One word. P-O-P, P-O-P. One word. Nine seven nine three six. More than forty minutes to get it in there, and you'll get it. I'm spelling it for you. Why is this so hard? Uh, nine seven nine three six. You'll qualify for the man cave upgrade. Pop pop. P o p p o p. One word. Don't space them. No emojis. No signatures. No phone number. No awesome dude. None of that. Just one word. Pop pop. Six letters. That's all we're gonna need from you. And you can qualify. We'll have that drawing in thirty seven minutes and 10 seconds easy enough there goes your brady report it's 98 kupd inconveniencing me you don't understand <laughs> uh it's faith no more right there love that epic uh it's 8 40 here in the morning second still uh, looking for you guys to text the word pop pop right on over here uh, on the phone pop pop nine seven nine three six that's how you get her done pop pop will get you uh, possibly qualified for the man cave. Again, uh, day one, making it kind of easy and still made it too hard for you. Pop, pop. P-O-P-P-O-P. Um, and we're getting so many poop pops, it's ridiculous. So stop doing that. Pop, pop. Brady's nickname for crying out loud. You're insulting him. Uh, so pop, pop's in there, 97936. Just got a text from Meathead over at Prestige Billiards who said, I do want to tell you guys. KUPD crowd, if you don't think about this this way, you're crazy. Gas is six bucks a gallon. The best thing about a man cave is you got a party in your own house all the time. You never have to drive to it. It saves gas. And you never think of that. He goes, mind blown. <laughs> Not that. But to Meathead, that's like discovering how to split an atom. Like he just did something brilliant. But he's kind of right. If you got fun stuff to do at your house, it saves gas. I never really put it that way. I never thought of that. And you're going to spend six bucks a gallon for gas come this weekend because it's Memorial Day weekend. And jack them up. Boy, if you think that's not a scam. Everybody wants to be mad at all these people. Like, ah, the gas companies are the reason why. Mm-hmm. What happened to our promise that summer blend's not going to kick in? Summer blend's not going to happen until it does. <laughs> basically what they were saying was, we're not going to do that summer blend thing today. We're going to do it closer to summer, like always. So they didn't tell you a specific day. Remember, though, that was the problem. Like, we realize inflation and gas going crazy. We'll kill that summer blend for a couple weeks, and we're not going to do it anyway. And then when we do it, then you'll know. It was just a, it's a terrible lie. It's just a horrible lie. And of course it is. Nobody cares about that. they got to save the environment, Brady. got to save that environment. I get it. And summer blend helps save the environment. Because people who care about that want to drive around and pollute less than normal. That's all. You're still polluting, but it's not as bad with summer blend. So pat yourself on the back there. Gerda Thunberg, you're doing a great job. I used to pollute more a couple weeks ago, but now, due to summer blend. Don't fool yourselves into thinking you're doing anything. The second you start your gas-powered car, you're a pollutant machine just like me. Inconvenience one out. So you don't care about fish or turtles or anything else. Every time you go, we're going to go to work. Well, I guess you got to pollute to do it. None of us are really doing our part. I had another argument with somebody about those blue bins. Because I just threw a full, like, uh, it was like a full. Whatever. Cup, like a half a disgusting 
I, uh, what I'm not a fan of, and I'm not supposed to talk about this, but I'm not a fan of the, the cream soda flavored sodas. Yeah. And I took a sip, like, and I put it right into the blue bin. And I figured, wash that. Right. You're supposed to dump it. What'd you do that for? I'm like, well, now that that's not recyclable, I'm like, it'll dry. Oh, but you ruined all the the paper that was in there was covered now in cream soda. I'm like, look, let's not start this. That's going. Take some time to start your gas powered car, come down to work, and watch the cleaning crew dump all of these blue bins into the same trash can that they're dumping all the trash in. They're They're not separating. You just made a sorter's nightmare. It's, there's no such thing. Have you ever met a sorter? They don't exist. Yeah. Like I'm oh, a yeah, sorter. I'm over. a sorter up at the plant. They don't. It's not a job. I'll argue with anybody for years about this. Yes, the intention is beautiful, but it's not a thing. It goes to the same guys. It's the same place. Takes it and goes. Oh, caps. You think that would be like stop the line real quick? Got another cap on a water bottle. Let's stop, stop the line. You would be paying $7 million a month for your city services because they would stop that line. We'd have a pile of trash outside the dump waiting to get in if we had sorters. Nobody's doing it right. I've noticed the people that uh, even sometimes you see homeless people dumpster diving and getting all the aluminum cans. Yeah. And when they go to uh, cash them in at the aluminum place and buy them, yeah, they're all rinsed out. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the homeless are loving on that. Yeah. Because they're just giving them eight cents. And then they do all the work at the at recycling center. Aluminum cans are the easiest ones because for some reason... Most all, people crush them and then yeah, turn them in. All this print and all this stuff doesn't seem to affect the can at all. Again, you want to do your part. You don't need bottled water. It comes out of the tap. <gasps> Never. Because of all that pollution. Interesting. Interesting uh, gauge you have for that. You won't drink tap water because it's polluted. So you'll just go get some plastic bottles to drink your water out of to make more pollution. Genius. You know what else is a big scam that I just found out? Refrigerator filters. Come on. The, the smell ones? I just changed like mine the, out. I know, because the fridge won't leave you alone once it goes bad. Right. Take it off. I, I could only see the zero for, you know, three months. Okay. Right. <laughs> that should do it. The water never changed. That'll filter all that out through charcoal. Okay, just put charcoal in your glass. I would never do that. That's dumb. Those things are scam as well. All your ice comes out looking the same as ice. I notice a difference. Do you? Yeah. Mentally. Mind blown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really brave. There's a difference. I'm going to get you nine or ten glasses and tell me which one a GE that filter did. filtered Which water one a ice. Viking did. None of them are. And which one I just cracked out of one of those old school ice trays. Yeah, silly. The whole thing's just going silly. Anyway. So $6 a gallon, you're going to need to stay home, mainly because it's expensive and inconvenient. That'll make us all environmentalists, that's for sure. You get gas up to 20 bucks a gallon, all of a sudden I'm going to be waving that Gerda Thunberg flag with my electric car. But until then, I'm just going to keep gassing it. I like to sit in the parking lot right now with my old blend, because I've only got a week left of that, and just start the car and just hammer it and park. Because <laughs> I fell in love with that this weekend at the Harley dealership. They have that diagnostic diagnostic test trailer you seen that oh yeah oh man we lost thousands of turtles saturday because every dude that had a bike there went over to this i've never seen it put it on the dyno yeah just gas it up and for like 11 12 seconds yeah it works and then they get off there and then the next one goes up there must have been a hundred people that did that dyno thing i'm like well look at the birds falling out of the sky today i don't think they were testing the e-bikes over there at Harley. I doubt it. Pretty sure those things were It'll pass. Up. It's good fruit. It's good. It was just sounded like America is what it sounded like. 
Uh, it's eight forty-seven. Pop, pop, nine seven nine three six. That's what you're fired off to, and maybe you'll qualify. Win that game room and save some gas. In turn, save a spotted owl or something. I don't know how it works. I won't be here long enough. Uh, we got a Guadalupe replay, a very interesting Guadalupe replay, as while we played, the girl who we had on hold hung up, and we were running late anyway. So it's just the introduction of the Guadalupe replay. There's no game at all. But it kills time, and that's fine by me. It's the Guadalupe replay. It's from Friday. Uh, and the best part about it is, and I kept doing this all day Friday, was AOC's new fiancé. I forgot, John C. Riley Ross or something like Roberts. that. Roberts. That's it. John C. Riley Roberts. And it came to me minutes before the entire Guadalupe squares, and I couldn't stop doing it in the hall, so it just stuck. He's in there for no reason whatsoever, and I liked him. Uh, but it ended about 8 o'clock Friday where I couldn't stop going. You just touched my socialist drum set. It was all day. It was annoying. Couldn't stop, but he's in there too. So here's your Guadalupe replay from Friday. It's 98. Time for your uh, Guadalupe squares. Tickets for Jane's Addiction and Smashing Pumpkins on the line. What would Brady do? Hmm? Yes. Sports talk. Barking and yelling at each other about everything. By the way, speaking of, uh, did you see that Devin Booker was in Italy for the Travis Barker uh, wedding? Kardashian wedding. Yeah, he was there with his girl. So rumors of their split maybe. Maybe they got back together. Maybe they worked it out after yeah. he had his meltdown in the playoffs. It'll do anything to get you back. She said, it, I'm going to put yeah. a lot of money on this game. I need you <laughs> right. to tank. Tank for me. If you could put up less than 10, I'm going to put 2 million on I'm you. back in. Because who would have ever. I, uh, that's a great FanDuel question. What were the odds of Devin under 10 points? I mean, they had to have him at 25 under over. That would have been big. You bet the under. Pay for that trip to Italy. I'm sure they're doing all right. But they're back. And now, I don't know if you saw the controversy at the Travis Barker, whichever Kardashian he married, but they're dragging up old tapes of him on uh, Punk, where he may or may not have said the homo F word. They beeped it. Ahmed Ahmed is a comedian. He was playing the waiter in this. He was an unknown. So he was playing the waiter. And his girlfriend was Shanna Mokler. She was kind of hot. And uh, so they're sitting at the table. The waiter comes over and he says something. He goes, I just, I just want to say I'm just shocked that this woman is with you kind of thing, making it seem like she... And he goes, yeah, most of the time she dates f-. and he And they said uh, that he said effing a-holes. And that's what they're saying. But, I mean, you, you double beep that. I know how to double beep. If I said f-, 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 that would be two cuss words. They didn't, so now they're trying to get Travis Barker in trouble for maybe... Can we just say that up until about five years ago, almost all of us said the homo F word with impunity and didn't think anything of it? It was very rarely aimed at homosexuals. It was mostly aimed at your friend for doing something super f- like, you know, ordering strawberry shortcake or something like that. <laughs> We've all said it. If you're going to drudge that up, let me be the first to step up and say... I'm guilty of that. If you catch me, I admit it. Before you drag out tapes and stuff. Oh, I, I, and by the way, sometimes I still slip one in. And mostly it's to my neighbors. Like, oh, guys are so It's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so let's just all... Brady's even said it. Brady's a decent human being, and he, you've said it. Uh, a lot. We've all Very common. It. Yeah, don't, Very common back then. Don't go back to... Back then. Don't go back to 2011 and say... He Very said, common last he week. He said the homo F word. Yep. So did everybody else that year. I'm not even a super Travis Barker fan, but I'm not, I'm going to stand by that one. Stupid. If he gets in trouble for that at all, I, 
it's ridiculous. Anyway, what would Brady do is brought to you by, because that's coming up, Mo Money Pawn. And what he'd do is not say the homo F word. Get your can now. Tom Brenneman said it just a, two years ago. Then that was when you're not allowed to say it anymore. But that just was like, he said it. I travel to England, so I can say it. No, it's you can't. Okay. You can't. You can't call each other that. What's wrong with being gay? Nothing, except for when he's doing it because he's not. You know the worst thing. Norm Macdonald joke. You know what the worst thing? Uh, nothing. There's nothing wrong. I think the joke was there's nothing wrong with being gay unless you're a heterosexual because then it's the worst day you've ever had. <laughs> it would hurt like nobody's business. Uh, anyway, what would Brady do? Brought to you by Mo Money Pawn. Short or long-term collateral loans from ten to one hundred thousand dollars, no credit needed, and top dollar paid with the entire process just taking several minutes. <laughs> MoMoneyPawn.com. Too fast. I know. I'm used to that in this room. All right, let's start here. <laughs> Don't do that. That's proof that you just proved it. Uh, dear Brady, I bang my friend's sister on the reg. He's completely unaware of this, and I mean completely unaware. Well, she called Friday. Guess who's pregnant? Oh, oh no. Uh, it's not like I'm a, a, her only guy. We're not exclusive. She told me she has to test two other people. Uh, I need to test now to see if I'm the father. And if it's mine, I've discussed with her that I do indeed want the baby. I'm not an abortion guy. And I know, I know, it is religion and guilt. Uh, so I want to keep it. Do I tell him and his family now or see if I'm off the hook? And face the consequences if I'm on it. Kent. First of all, good friend. <laughs> well, why, why is that a bad friend? I don't know. If anytime you're sneaking around on somebody. Yeah, but that's just maybe he doesn't want to. If I was banging your sister. I understand the situation. There's pressure. That sure. would be a tough situation. Maybe. But but if you are a friend or a good friend and, and you know that friendship might be on the line. Maybe because the look, sister doesn't I wanted want to it. tell you. Or, yeah. Well, if the sister want, is maybe hiding you in the. Closet, uh, along with multiple others, it sounds like. Right. Um, but I would wait until the tests come out. You would. You wouldn't yeah. say. Yeah, I wouldn't do yeah. it. I don't think and then say. speaking your piece as far as keeping the baby, that's fine. But it really, you can do that too. You but following specific pages of your religion, by the way, because you're hosing some slut on the sideline. Probably knows his sister's a whore. That's so. what I would guess. That's why it's yeah. probably so hard to tell them that I, I'm, I'm in that I am, lineup. I am I'm also, in that starting yeah, lineup. Yeah. I am also banging your sister. Because yeah. he might have. A, that may be why the brother may be like, God, she's just a slut. And I just want to straighten her out. Because it sounds like they might hang out at the same church. Even though side banging and throwing it and, and you know, you know, throwing Spidey's web yeah. all over his sister's face doesn't seem to <laughs> upset Jesus and the Lord. But that abortion thing. Just know that scenario is, has been out there. Throughout the history of man, and a lot of times it can work out, and sometimes it just implodes. What the slut part? You uh, banging uh, one of your friend's sisters? Sure, sure, sure. I would have a different advice, which is uh, has nothing to do with sister or brother. But why do you want to keep a baby with a slut? You just—that's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, if she's got to question it. Yeah. See what you can do about uh, changing your views for a few minutes. Take a look at what your role would look like. I would have the... uh, Maybe. (laughs) I'd have a gift pack of some flowers, some Sprite, and some graham crackers, and I'd be taking her right down to the old PP. Like Daryl Hammond said, you can't turn a hooker into a housewife. 
You want her to be the mom of your child? She's got multiple dudes that she's got to test to see who the dad is. Oof. I don't have a crystal ball or anything, but I'm not seeing that road being too smooth. Oof. You'll have your daycare center while she's out and about. <laughs> You're going to be doing a lot of work, <laughs> yeah. is what I'm saying. Brady's right. So maybe, since you can turn a blind eye to some religious guilt by uh, slinging seed all over some guy's sister without any thought, maybe just for a day or two, reconsider your stance on abortion and then get back to being religious afterwards because <laughs> you're picking and choosing your religious moments. Well, that might... Uh, do it quick, also might yeah, have, Do it real fast because yeah, the Supreme Court's coming back. A couple weeks decision. until the justices say he no He could must. have baby fever, too. He just he wants, wants a, a baby. <laughs> well, then... Then go get professional help. Katrina will take care of you. Uh, let me see. Let me, uh, uh, Katrina, yeah, she's great. You'll be walking on sunshine. Uh, dear John, yeah, that's just horrifying. I can't even I've got a hooker pregnant, and once she tests, you're going to see if it's mine, and then we're going to make this official. By the way, I love the Lord Jesus. I'm like, wait a minute. How many things are you going to overlook for the Lord Jesus and, and then try to get in his good graces? Like God's a there. lot more, but that one in particular, Jesus I, I hold say, strong on. Well, at least they didn't abort it. He's mad at all sorts of things you're doing. You're forgiving yourself. He'll forgive you. That's the whole point. Abort away. Uh, dear John, That's a tough one. Not really. If you're gonna if you're gonna skirt all the other things, don't use religious, uh, you know, discipline as why you won't do it. Just say I'm against it. Don't throw Jesus in the mix and say, I do all the other things that he would I'll hate. just tell you that that's that's how powerful that one is. Then, you can no, do- you can't have that. You can't pick and choose the varying degrees of your beliefs. That's, Everyone that's, does it. I know, and that's my beef with the whole yeah. thing. You pick and choose what you feel like is conveniently religious and then start to tell people how, oh, I did it for God. Stop it. Just say you don't do you don't do abortion because you're against it completely. Don't bring the other stuff in because you sound like a hypocrite. You sound like a lunatic. Uh, dear John, my friend from junior high moved here about a year ago. We were best friends for years, and I moved to Phoenix ten years ago. He came with. Three years ago, he moved back to Texas for a job, and he's back now. He's a different guy now because all he does is say horrible racist stuff. He hates Mexicans. Hates them. Gay people? Forget it. There's a massive problem with homosexuals now. Anyway, his 40th birthday is next Saturday. I'm supposed to plan a party, and I don't even want to be around the guy anymore. Do I do the party or just ghost him? What would Brady do? Tyler. Your best friend shows up after three years on the border, and he is a racist now. First of all, how did you... Uh, I'm just curious how you got the assignment a week before his 40th birthday. Oh, it's probably not just a week before. It just is a week. Yeah. He's supposed to put the party on. Maybe that's been in the works for a while, and he's like, wait a minute. I don't want to do this. I hate this guy. Now, if you hate the guy, then ghost him. He doesn't like the new version. But the new version, um, you obviously are going to differ stuff. I would say you probably... Do the 40th birthday, and then that's then you fade fade out. Yeah. You do the birthday party because of the spread. We all know why. Oh, ready, yeah. ready to go to a racist. Because birthday. here's where <laughs> uh, here's where I'm saying: if you agreed to do it, because someone can come to you and say, "Hey, will you put this 40th birthday party together?" Sure. No. Right, but if you say I'll throw it, and then I'll later- throw it, and then a week, and then a week before the wedding or the birthday. You're saying, no, I'm not going to do it Yeah, now. I think that's okay, because you got to realize at a certain point, this guy is intolerable. You can go, I'm not going to have a birthday for you. 
But I would throw the birthday party, invite nobody but blacks, gays, and Mexicans. Oh, yeah. That's what I would have a whole... Have it at Troy and Michael's house. Oh, yeah. Oh, see if Troy and Michael will let me do it there. I'll help you with this party. That's a... No, do if that. If your friend turns into a complete dickhead, yeah. why continue with the party? Well, and then why not tell him, why yeah. not speak your mind earlier? You're a earlier? dick now. What happened to you? You're all racist and weird. That, I don't want to hang out with you. A friend should be, if it's a good enough friend, you should be able to talk to them about that. Sure. And those things, so... Also, you're 40. Address it now. The sounds of it. And 40 is when you start dismissing people. That's when you start going, why do I have this in my life? It's just yeah. like this weird spring cleaning the guy of life. I thought I knew for years. Even if you didn't. When you're 40, you look around going, why am I Why am I doing this with the Like, I don't want to be around them anymore. Most of the time, it's cousins or people in your family that just kind of hang on and use family as an excuse. 40 is a good dismissal year. It's a good time to jettison this dude. But tell him why. Don't just ghost. Ghosting is a coward's way out. Go up and go, dude, I don't know what happened to you in Texas, but you're bad. I don't know why you're so weird about Mexicans and gays, but I don't want to hear it anymore. It's making me not want to hang out with you. So have other people throw your birthday party and figure it out. Also a good age to have those kind of discussions, sure. too. Yeah, because it's spring cleaning. Yep. You're like, we're done here if this continues. This is not someone I want to hang out with. Who got to you, those homos? Yeah, whatever. It's because you hit love Mexicans. Because <laughs> you, you're, you're a Mexican lover, you lib. Like, <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about. We're done. I knew it. I've, Tucker Carlson told me you'd say that. <laughs> it's dumb. Uh, dear Brady, I worked in the strip club industry for 23 years, went from DJ in 1990 to an owner in 2002, and walked away from the business in 2013. 23 years, I made an incredible amount of money. I was traveling the world. I had a great big house. Nice cars. I was living the rock and roll lifestyle. I even published a book about it. Didn't sell. I would have heard it. Uh, I walked away from all that. I sold my cars. I sold the house. I lived a very simple life for the past nine years. Currently, I work uh, in a very small business, and I've been recently married. But I am sick of nine to five. It's boring. The money sucks. I know where my money lives, and I miss the business. I was good at what I did. I know how to run a club. There's a club in the Valley that calls me every five or six months and offers me a job. This time, they increase their offer dramatically. My new wife says, the F, you are going back to that. You go back there and I'm out. She has it in her head, if I go back, I'll bang strippers. Late nights, live the lifestyle. I want to take this job strictly for the money. I have no interest in those girls. How do I change your mind? What would Brady do, Craig? Prioritize. What's more important to you? You get you. You've been given the ultimatum. Then maybe uh, you know. One thing is to discuss it further with your wife. Right. What is the obviously? There's a trust issue. That sure. if I'm going back there, I'm going to bang yeah. the strippers. Yeah, because you probably did that the first go around. It's probably part of your book, right? Exactly. You've written it out on paper right. for a little bit. Documented your incredible lifestyle. Understand where she's coming from. Then hopefully you can help her understand where you're coming from and find that happy middle ground on that. How would you feel if your wife used to be a stripper and got out of it and wants to go back to make fortune? Knowing the business. Right. I side with her more so than anything. You're just setting yourself up for failure. But he's on that. If that if you consider that being a failure in your relationship. Devil's advocate. He's miserable with his life. Yeah. What do you do there? Yeah, change John, up. as you say, that's, change horses. Things up. that's on you, too. Oh, absolutely it is. So there are other options. That's not your only option to have on making money. Yes, you're good at that. 
well, those skills you can be good at. It could be a regular bar or a. Oof. You ain't gonna make the same money. How is make that though? Well, cash it, cash if it. you're running it, you're not making. I mean, if you're a bar manager, you're not running. Again, I'm not saying the bar manager, but if you're the the setup at the uh, club is if he's getting paid incentivized by, you know, whatever your gross sales are. Yeah. I don't know how it works out. I mean, I, I know strip club owners can. The dude that's in the Biltmore. That's been Again, rebuilding that house next to Paul different. Harvey. If he's a bar, like I said, if you're a bar owner, then you're... Well, that's what I'm saying. He's just managing them. But the guy that did that was the manager, the one that built, and then he turned it into like four clubs managing those things. He's got that house next to Paul Harvey. He's been on construction for like eight years. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I know they do well. When they're when they're good. Some of them don't. But Oh, no. They, they, they do well. There's, you know, the friend that I have basically for yeah. years basically... Uh, carried the money for the people that would buy him and they would pay him monthly he made a fortune too yeah there's money in that much more uh consistent than there is just being bar guy like opening your own bar that's a money pit most of the time that's a toughie but if he has the um knowledge which and skills to be able to do that you can use that for other stuff it's out there i don't know what you run a strip club. This, pretty, it's pretty isolated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not. But is he at a situation where he's like, look, I thought this marriage thing was something I really wanted to do. I think you should turn it on her and say, I thought you, I thought you would support me. Why are you so against my success? Yeah. That's who I am. And if you start, and, if, and you know, just put it on her. Just say, look, if I start banging all the strippers, then you were right. I have no intention of doing that. You got to believe that this is for our, the betterment of our future. Tell you what's the other tough thing for him. She lacks confidence, yeah, too, Yeah, well, keep an eye on him. That's basically say, look, I've, I welcome you eyeballing me the whole time. I'll earn that trust because I know you're right. This business is shady and weird, and most of the time that's what you fall into. I won't do it. i tell you, but but what's tough to hear is imagine if the, your significant other says, I'm just not happy. It happens. But it, it's, I, it does happen. It does happen. But you figure out why is it that. You know, because it's hard as being the significant other to say, oh, I'm not making them happy then. Well, that's your insecurity. You need to find out what that is. What is that? What is causing your Everything in marriage isn't because the other person is doing it. Everybody gets upset like, oh, they're not happy. That's because they're with me. That's not true. You can have many, many things making you unhappy. The only person that makes you happy might be your spouse, but you can't get the rest of your life together. And right. so, but you don't. So it's affecting the two of you. But it's natural for a person to say, try to want to make that person right. happy. Of course. Are there things? And all of a sudden, if they're not happy, then you're trying to figure out. Okay. Right. Now it's on you. So when they're not happy and they're telling you, "Hey, it has nothing to do with you," but my job's making me miserable. That's and I'm going to make he a change. To tell her. And she's like, "I don't want you to do that. Yeah. I want you to stay in your unhappy job." Then you go. What are the reasons why? No, and you address say, that. I'm not staying in my unhappy job. I'm telling you right now, this is going to kill us. Yeah. If I stay in the nine to five job, our marriage is going to end anyway. I'm just wondering if that's the deal because that job, taking that job, might not be the answer. What What is the real reason that and you're not happy? I say wear a GPS tracker. Let her have at your every move. Until she feels like, wow, he's only he really is only doing this because this is a lifestyle he he's enjoys. He's good at that business. Yeah. It could be. This one you're going to love. Again, abortion. And it's all this Supreme Jeez. Court stuff, people. 
My wife and I decided to have an abortion as soon as we found out we were pregnant. Understanding that our reasons won't satisfy a lot of people, we kept it from most friends and family. My wife's best friend is 100% against this stuff. She's even stopped talking to her brother for allowing his girlfriend to have one. Even though they were both heavy drug addicts somewhere out in Maryland, they weren't even talking. Uh, My wife is very scared. Her friend will find out that we did this. And the twist to this story, her pro-life friend gave birth to a baby that turned out to be a real-life demon, diagnosed with as harmful sociopathic tendencies, split personality at age 7, after he tried to hurt his younger sister and threw away his, his mother's heart medication in hopes to his therapist, in his words, that she would die. After all this, she shipped her son out of state to live with the dad, who has no part of his life before that point, and tells her friends and family that he is dead to us, that little boy. Certainly acts like he's gone forever. So I ask you, Brady, should my wife be nervous about telling her staunch pro-life friend about our 10-week abortion, even though she basically had one at about a 417-week clip? (laughs) I feel her friend should be very understanding, considering she test-drove a child for a few years before she got rid of hers. Um, <laughs> this sounds like a Netflix series yeah, or something. A great one. It literally does. The kid went, let's talk about Kevin at age seven, and she mm-hmm. ditched him. I'd do that, too. I would say no. You still don't tell him? No, I would say don't be afraid to tell her. That. Really? I, your friend sounds unreasonable. There's certain exactly. things you got to keep from your well, friend. Well, again, I, I use that term loosely when she's yeah. saying this is my friend. Well, yeah. if you know that friend's going to turn on you right. for that. Why bother telling your friend the biggest trigger she's got just right. to argue with her that yeah. she killed a kid too, basically? Certain times of things your, friends, your, secret. your friends don't need to know, and if she finds out and ditches you, well, then that's because you did the thing that you knew she hated. You know? And how long have you been holding that, you know, about, you know, abandoning her son or the way you right. treated that? Well, that is pretty bad. You're still a friend on that. Well, if she's going to be a friend, right. hopefully she's a friend... On your choice. Look, if she doesn't like you enough to get through one decision that she disagrees with, then you weren't that close anymore. Exactly. People in your your abortions. High five, Brett. Yeah, you and I both. No demon kids, no aborts. Hell no. Thank you, Dr. Lynn. Did you make your appointment yet? Not yet. God. This week I'm Damn going it. to. This is procrastination. At I'm going to this week. I will. Clip it. Can't. We're going to stop high-fiving each other over this glorious <laughs> discovery. I talked to, there was a person that told me, yeah, I was at the thing on Saturday, do you have any kids? And I'm like, no, I like money and freedom. And she goes, oh, God, that's so true. I'm like, how many do you have? Three. It's like she's trapped by her prison of children. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go off and do whatever I want now. You, uh, you probably have a phone call coming that somebody can't find the Cheerio box. <laughs> Two new flavors rolling out. I know. Well, the kid, I know you're, you'd love that call. I'll be home in five minutes. All right, old pirate. Oops, all berries again. Let's go. Uh, it's 9.45. That is what Brady did, and you guys are a mess. It's 98K UPD. I might scheme ass my way right till 2 o'clock, we find out, huh? I'll do it, Larry, really, if you do want. Do <laughs> I'm doing it. Do uh, Larry may or may not be on the air today. He's got a lot going on. Scrambling for a fix. Boy, that takes me back to Tony Roma's days. Oh, I gotta go. You gotta cover your shift. Ah. End up paying people a hundred bucks to come do your job because you, oh, it's the worst. I hope Larry finds a replacement, Brett. And looking at you, whoa, whoa, whoa. we'll split it, Brett. You and I will do a couple hours each. All right, of the Larry Show. You'd run circles around me at being a DJ. I don't know how to do it. 
jump up there. Shalom, everybody. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to do my oh. Larry. <laughs> it doesn't have to be authentic Larry oh, behavior. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I thought like, we were been doing. doing that the whole time. <laughs> he hasn't? Why not? I know. Why not embrace his people? I would love to have the Shalom Larry show. <laughs> Shalom, it's Larry. Oh, big weekend in the <laughs> woods. <laughs> I don't know how to speak it, but I'll try. Anyway, uh, Larry may or may not be coming up in a minute. We'll see. It might not be the end of us, uh, but it is the end of the show that we know. It's the entertainment drill that's upon us right now. It's brought to you by my friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self-defense training. Father's Day uh, super prize there. They're going to do an awesome uh, active shooter seminar, four hours. I think, what is it, the 17th? Is that a Friday? I think that's the right date. Either way. It's going to be an incredible thing. You should get it. And they're opening it to the public for the very, very first time. Uh, it's, yeah, it's June 17th at 530. 99 bucks a person. You don't have to go there. You don't have to be a signed-up person. 99 bucks a person. You get the four-hour seminar. Uh, all you got to do is call and sign up. What does it include? Uh, the most amazing recreation of horrifying events you've ever been a part of, along with the training to tell your brain what to do if this were real. And it is an adrenaline rush like you cannot imagine. Plus, life-saving stuff that goes on in there. Uh, You get to learn what happens when somebody does bust into a room with a gun and you're standing there kind of helpless at that time. It is a horrible, horrible thing. And if any of us, and we're fortunate enough, in quotey fingers, to have been sent the uh, shooting in Buffalo, they're helpless. There's There's a lot of helpless that comes along with that. So arm yourself a little bit with some knowledge. Because right now, you're walking around with nothing. That's a fact. And those noises will horrify you. And they make those noises for real in this seminar. And you go there and you're like, wow, I would have not known what to do at all until I went to this. The seminar is eye-opening. Military guys have gone to that uh, and come out of it saying that was so realistic. It was crazy. And they've seen actual action. Cops. Everybody that goes to it says this is essential for anybody who's a police officer or uh, somebody that's got even background training. And, you know, just us Joe Schmo citizens uh, walking around. We're the targets. So uh, it is not paranoia. It's preparation. And it's real. You just never know when the whole thing goes pear-shaped. But would you know what to do? And they'll help you learn. That's great stuff. Trust me. It's June 17th. Check it out. ReactDefense.com. Sign up now. Uh, if you're a member already, then you can just take somebody else. Open house, basically, for as uh, long as they have space. That's as easy as it gets. ReactDefense.com. It's the home. Tactical black self-defense training. Brady Entertainment. Britney Spears got called out on her latest nude post. She's bananas. You see it? I watched a couple of her videos. I don't know what's well, the latest. It's a still shot of her, but it's pretty obviously she photoshopped it. That's everything. Because you see the door that she's leaning on. Is warped near her belly. Well, yeah, because she's pulling that back. Sounds like other people. Unless but, it's a custom-made door with again, that uh, warp right around the uh, Can we give her a break knob? since she just had the whole miscarriage thing? She might have put on a couple of pounds. Yeah, but you know how that is. Oh, sure. It All dips right. down pretty good there in the midsection. I don't care. That's better some other Photoshop people that we know. Yeah. Why doesn't she ever Photoshop her face and then do her hair? She's For a rich woman, she has the worst hair in the world. The worst extensions. If I, a guy that doesn't know what to look for, can see where your hair for real ends and your extensions begin every time, you just look filthy. But again, she's one of those, you can take the girl out of the woods, you can't take yeah. the woods out of the girl. She's hillbilly. a hillbilly. Yeah. yeah, she's a hillbilly who made it. 
and it's all coming. Is it surprising? I lost my baby. Here's a video of me dancing naked. I mean, that's what Trailer Trash does, and she just happens to have millions of dollars. And again, for everybody that wanted to free Britney, you think maybe mom and dad had a point back in the day saying we need somebody to keep an eye on her? She's gone bananas since this conservatorship ended. There's a list of a thousand people who are banned from Russia. And I guess Morgan Freeman and Rob Reiner are both on that list. I'm sure there's some others that uh, haven't seen the full list. Pretty good list. And that's when I just decided I wasn't going to head to Russia anymore. I stand out like a sore thumb in the United States. Imagine what I'd look like in Moscow. There he is. Morgan Freeman, get him. And now i got to run from a bunch of Russian pigs. It'd be tough for him to walk around there. You you see Morgan Freeman immediately. Yeah. The freckles, the, the reddish afro. No one's ever said, are you Morgan Freeman, and heard, no, I'm not. If you're saying that, you're meeting Morgan Freeman. Excuse me, sir, are you Morgan Freeman? There's really no reason to ask that, Sonny. Of course I'm Morgan Freeman. I look just like Morgan Freeman. Anybody else who looks like this without money would have shot themselves years ago. I'm either Dennis Johnson or Morgan Freeman. Drake lost $230,000 betting on the Spanish Grand Prix. How much? $230,000. Andrew? Yeah. Let me check my last bet. <laughs> oh, $40. Sad news for uh, Twisted Sister fans. Sarah Jessica Parker's dead? They're still around? No. She's still alive. <sighs> and Dee Snyder says he just played his last show. Oh. He's a down... He says... Uh, I am D downer tonight. I'm I don't do I'm not gonna tour anymore. I don't even think I'll even do any more shows. Isn't this He's gonna focus on writing, directing, and producing. This is somewhat the same as the tree falling in the forest announcing that no one can hear it. Yeah. Well good on him though. He probably realizes yeah. he can't do it anymore. Well that's thirty years too late. Well <laughs> Yeah. Hi, I'm the tree in the forest that no one would be around to hear if I fell. I'm gonna fall this Friday. To the uh dismay of no one. Really. Kidding? John Gordon, Katero, they're they're bummed about this. You think? Oh, <laughs> there, are people, there are people upset about the oh, dismantling gosh. of Twisted Sister in 2022. You see how often we get Twisted Sister <laughs> put in the log there? Yeah, but it's a joke. Oh, that is true. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We always ask that, too. Like, Larry, why is Twisted Sister still on our playlist? And he goes, it tests through the moon. Yep. Because we're not going to take it. They're calling John Gordon up. Is he, is he, <laughs> He's getting the call. Are you guys ready to rock? <laughs> We're not going to take it. Go get him, Johnny. Ivan from Five Finger Death Punch ended up in the ER Thursday night. He was at that uh, Welcome to Rockville Festival. Yeah. Laser caught his eye. eye. Ooh. Blinded him. Yep. He ended up uh, tripping over (laughs) because the laser shot him right in the eye and uh, hurt badly enough to... End up in the ER, but no he's idea okay. that was as effective as it is. Wearing a patch for a while, Arr. it like a like what is it like a laser from a space movie or one of those chase the laser cat lasers? No, um, I think those concert ones. Yeah, are the like concert ones. Oh, those. those yeah, yeah. Were, I'm thinking yeah. like the little red no, no, ones. He was that, on stage and and, and they had a bunch of different show. lasers. Oh, in oh like the, so he was right on top of one of those super yeah. green hot. And it must oh, yeah. have just Oof. hit him. Wow. Okay. Like a Pink Floyd laser. Right. Not like yeah. you're chasing no, this no, little no. thing. Got you got to pull this up, Brett, if you can. Metallica is releasing an amazing turntable right. this summer. Uh, it's just not a square. It's basically, it's got jagged edges, kind of like the Metallica logo. 
It has an S-shaped tone arm and a transparent platter that you, your record will sit on. Oh, cool. $1,599. Oh, it's not uh, that once cool. Once you see it, no. It's $1,000. Cool. Yeah. It's a record It's player. cool, but yeah. What, what is a phonograph, Brady? Why do I care about that for a well, thousand Well, people that are collecting vinyl or want a good... It sounds better, unique bro. turntable. I'm sure that'll go up in value. You think? Yeah, oh yeah. Kind of gimmicky. Yeah, but the Metallica fans will be oh, all over. They're like Star Wars people. In and amongst Metallica fans, yeah. it'll be valuable. That, you'll yep. keep that in the box long. in a couple years. It's yeah, you can't use it. Yeah. The second you use it, it's no longer going to have value. I want to scratch like crazy on this. <laughs> Makes Master Bogan. It's all right. <laughs> but it plays records like Metallica Bullhorn has more value. It is the new old thing. Yeah. I like those ones that uh, you can play your record and it ties into your computer and then it digitally takes all the record yeah, can, and records it into record your computer it. so you can hear all that stuff you're complaining about isn't on digital through your computer. You can hear all the scratchies and the depth of analog recording. Okay. You want all those flaws in that? Yeah. You just don't understand analog, bro. You tell me sound it sounds better now on all the modern equipment where it tries to digitize it. That's the difference. Eight tracks are coming back. Boy, are they. Yeah, if Metallica did an eight-track machine, would anybody be like, awesome? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those Metallica yeah, be, all would be all over it. People yeah. you don't want to talk to. Yep. That's true. Get this awesome new eight-track machine. Okay. We're not friends. <laughs> That's pathetic. Uh, let's be done. Shannon is here. He, he is. Show up. All right, Shannon showed up. Good. Uh, so Larry's got his replacement because he got meetings all day. Uh, Larry is out. Shannon is in one more time. We'll talk to Shanman next, and you guys will be all done with us. Be nice to him, and maybe you'll get yourself all sorts of great things handed to you for just being kind to Shanman. Be nice to him. We'll see you guys tomorrow right here in the Morning Sickness. So long. The world is a vampire. Sand.